All right, hello, welcome to Adventures in Lollygagging. We are playing Call of Thulu uh, today, tonight, this afternoon. We're continuing our Eternal Lies campaign, and you're gonna like every second of it, right? It's gonna be wonderful. <laughs> it's, it's gonna be amazing. You're gonna, you would be a fool not to enjoy it, you know? Oh, wait, I didn't talk with enough pointer finger, excuse me. You gotta use your hands I gotta point down. when you're talking in this voice, you understand me? Oh my god, my favorite thing <laughs> is in Sopranos where like they point, like he just gets his fingers, it's almost like doing the metal thing, and he's like, gets right up in your face like that? God, so <laughs> We're going to a mafia party tonight, and we're feeling pretty good about it, is what we're saying, is what's happening. We're going to do some dressmaking during the day, and then we're going to go to a mafia party. <laughs> it's going to be so fun. <laughs> it's going to be a princess party dress up. It's just basically encapsulates <laughs> everything. Uh, all right. Uh, so we're continuing to get the full crew. Um, some things happened last time, uh, and uh, we'll go over the summary. And uh, I think we have a plan of action. I think they, think they know what they want to do. We'll see how it, how it transpires. We're getting closer and closer. We got. A, I think we still got a couple sessions left. But we'll see. Uh, we'll see how it happens tonight. Well, maybe we could sink the ship. Who knows? Uh, so uh, let's start with our resident murderer, uh, Pastor Wood. Go ahead, Stephen. Uh, Pastor Wood is a lawman, formerly practicing mm. Texas law, currently practicing Old Testament law. Uh, I'm an evangelist, and uh, <laughs> I will defend myself in self-defense if necessary. It's. Uh pretty amazing you just keep going with the self you break into someone's home you point a gun at their face and then you say oh self-defense when it goes off he uh, charged me he charged me you know that's not my hands are clean my hands are clean into his place it's his <laughs> it's his business oh goodness he is a lawman oh. he knows how to make he really story. does yeah he knows jeff are laws. you a lawyer because i don't <laughs> think you are uh no but my sister is and as we all know legal knowledge is hereditary so <laughs> it's in our blood <laughs> it's also how genetics works that is absolutely how it works i I once thought very seriously about going to law school, Stephen. Well, I think there's a difference between like California law and Texas Old Testament law. So there might be some like fine details I missed. But mm -hmm. for the most part, I'm pretty sure I, I'm, I'm practicing properly. You're right. sure you are. That's uh -huh. all that matters to okay. Pastor Wood. I'm just going to make a few notes. Now I'm not going to feel guilty <laughs> for what I'm going to do to Pastor Wood over the course of the next several sessions. Uh, next up. We have somebody who has not murdered anybody. We have Marie Wynn. Go ahead and tell us about Marie there, Melissa. Uh, yeah, so uh, Marie is a jazz singer um, by mm. trade. She, in back in Chicagoland, did have some connections to some, uh, some mob folks. And so, mm. you know, uh, she'll be listening out for any potential uh, nicknames or anything that might sound, you know, might ring a little bit familiar. Okay. Like Nikki Nine Fingers Jabroni. <laughs> and you're like, oh no, that's just Patrick. <laughs> I'll have to take okay. that. Yeah, it's pretty good. It's pretty good. Uh next up, also not a murder. Uh we have uh we have Shima. Tell us about Shima, Mitra. Uh Shima, Oberon is your student researcher and and it 
kind of loves Pastor Wood. And I have no idea how she's going to react when she finds out about Pastor Wood's murder slash self-defense. No one's finding out. No one's finding out. <laughs> I feel like that takes it from self-defense to murder. <laughs> Definitely feel like if he really honestly thought he was in the right... He would have no problem telling people. He would just like come up over breakfast. Like he I'm just a was... private person. It's the cover up, not the crime. Is that what it is? I mean, it's technically the crime too. That's I mean, because murder is really a bad crime. But the sure. cover up too makes it even worse. <laughs> All right, moving on. We have uh, we have yet another non-murderer and. Uh, in the apple of Ed Exley's eye, we have uh, Dr. Beverly Key. Ashley? My trick. Uh, I am playing Dr. Beverly Key. She is our professor of anthropology. Um, and that's correct. She did not murder anyone. Um, she Excellent. was beaten. Um, but that's that's cool. Everyone has to take their I punches mean, sometimes, you know? I mean... Held at gunpoint. That's yeah. so cash. You know, totally hey, not look dramatic. At that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But that was totally different. Is that was self-defense. You guys were attacked in the on the middle of the road. That's very uh, true. And you were dragged out. Totally different. Like it's like I'm glad we agree with self-defense. I'm glad we're me. on the same page. Excuse me. <laughs> it's like somebody broke into your vehicle. And attacked you and pulled and me shot out. at you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. S- similar to how somebody broke into an office and shot a guy in the face. Just saying. I agree. They're both self-defense. Just saying. <laughs> I really like that we have in chat so, actual so wait a second. So wait a scales second. of justice so emotes. So he's like, the thug guys in Savannah, they were doing, they were practicing self-defense. Is that all it was? Like just- no, I was, I was practicing self-defense both times. <laughs> wow. Yeah. But yeah, wow. we've got a lot to do today. Shopping. I really, I really do think Shopping? Pastor Woods Sewing? is really practicing law for a, for a white man in the 1930s in America. Yeah, yeah, this is probably pretty accurate. Yeah, this is probably pretty accurate. <laughs> okay, yeah, okay, okay. <laughs> Okay, let's not go there. <laughs> All right. And then finally, also, not a murderer. Despite the fact someone cut his finger off, still not a murderer. You got Patrick Price. Tell us about Patrick. Actually, I have killed someone in Jeff. Remember back oh, in no. Georgia? Yeah, it wasn't self-defense, though. It wasn't self-defense. Yes, that's true. That guy. self-defense. Slashed yep. him. Yep. In the neck. In the mm-hmm. arms. Yeah, he slit his throat. He's out cold. Over and over again. And you dream about it every night. And you smile when you wake up. <laughs> Eventually, Did but it, no. Didn't he lick the razor too, or something like that? <laughs> I don't know, man. He what like wiped it no. off his breast pack. Like, <laughs> oh goodness, boy. Uh, your fiance Anna, when you see her, uh, I'm I'm really curious how she's going to react to the fact that you have nine fingers now, and that you killed a guy. Are you going to tell her? You think? Might come up in conversation. Yeah, it's like, could you pass the salt? I murdered someone. Um, just like that. Just drop it in there. All right. All right. Are you ready to go? Ready to go murder some more people? (laughs) 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 Last time around, uh, Patrick, as we were talking, you were facing interrogation 
and torture uh, by Mr. Jack Pisner, uh, the private investigator. Uh, ultimately, you spilled the beans. Uh, you uh, you let him know about uh, Janet Winston Rogers and various other little details here and there about your investigation in Los Angeles into this cult stuff, etc. But true to his word, Pisner did let you go. Drove you out to a train station out east of the city, bought you an out-of-state ticket. Uh, but you kind of turned the tables on him a little bit as you uh, you made a deal with some other person in, in, in the bathroom to kind of pretend to be you. And you managed to get back to L.A., Pisner none the wiser. Meanwhile, Pastorwood, in the wake of uh, murdering Mo Pisner, uh, you, uh, you quickly looked through the documents that were scattered on the investigator's desk. Uh, you found handwritten notes about Bev and Shima and basically the whole team. You also noticed that there was a phone number for, uh, like written on the top of those notes that, and you also saw, I think it was Captain Walker or Walker was in the Rolodex that kind of had the same number. Uh, so you do have this, this interesting phone number. Um, but rather than linger too much, uh, you slipped out of a side window into the alleyway. Uh, and, uh, that's when the cops started arriving. Didn't seem to notice you. Looks like you got away. It's got free. Uh, at UCLA, Bev, Shima, Marie, you continued your tour with Ed Exley. You had lunch at this on-campus uh, cafe that was right in the shadow of UCLA's library. You had some cons- uh, some conversation, and Ed revealed that he'd been fortunate enough to actually rub el- elbows with a few celebrities. And when you kind of pressed him on this, he explained that he'd attended a special party on one of the Akone family- family's infamous gambling ships, uh, where he had met Olivia Clarendon, uh, and Evelyn McAvoy. I said the name wrong last time. It's Evelyn McAvoy. Uh, two of Los Angeles's most famous and upcoming starlets. Uh, Clarendon, it seems, uh, is researching an upcoming role for a uh, movie called A Murder Stage that apparently involves the mafia. You looked into that briefly. And then um, Ed promised to get you all entry into one of these parties. Uh, later that night, you returned to your, you reunited at your hotel, and that's when... Um, the the UCLA uh, the UCLA tour group learned that Patrick was now missing, uh, and Wood warned everybody about Pisner's notes specifically about how the the PI was tr- hoping to target Bev specifically for interrogation, and she seemed like the weak link and the most likely to crack. Uh, you got your discussion got interrupted as you heard from a hotel clerk who had a message from a hospital out east. Uh, there was. An absurd amount of discussion over whether or not Pastor should go by himself or with somebody else. And eventually, uh, Wood and Marie headed over. And at the hospital, that's when Patrick had a disturbing vision. Trapped in Joy Grove, double mouth nurse Bethany May Hampton, a syringe that had a dripping, gnashing mouth on it, all those types of things. Uh, but you were treated well once you woke up. Uh, Marie, you had a disturbing conversation with one of the clinic staff who said that during a blackout, Patrick was like spouting these strange and, you know, like some language that didn't seem consistent with his normal speech and that uh, a fleck of his saliva actually caused a a small burn on her skin. Eventually, you all left the hospital. Uh, Patrick, you decided to stay at a different hotel uh, under a different name, Jerry. Uh, And then uh, the next morning, uh, Pastor Wood, you got a threat from Pisner, you presume? Uh, as there was a article in the L.A. Times about a dead man uh, murdered in his own office building and uh, and police was on the lookout. And there was a note that said, basically, I'm coming for you. Uh, and then uh, 
completely opposite end of the spectrum, Beverly had flowers in a note outside of, of her hotel room yes. that said, hey, let's go, let's go, to, let's go get all drank at a party tonight out on a boat. I'm sure that's totally safe. And that is where we ended. So uh, let's pick up then. Um, we'll start with uh, hotel number one, original hotel, the group of four of you. Pastor Wood, you've got this newspaper in your hand. You've got this threat. Bev, you have these. Uh, you have this invitation. Um, this this arrangement. What it basically tells you to do, it gives you a phone number. Uh, so the note specifically identifies a phone number that you can call Ed at. It's his office phone uh, at UCLA, mm-hmm. uh, and he is offered to come and escort you all to the Santa Monica Pier, or uh, you could meet up there, and he, he can kind of give you those arrangements. So kind of up to you whether you want him to come to the hotel and take you all or whether you just want to meet him there but you're going to essentially santa monica which is not that far up the road from you you guys are in venice that's where your hotel is and so it's a short drive up the coast um and uh and yeah that's your option so let's turn it to you guys the four of you what's your plan for today i would like to start by going to the front desk and checking for messages from patrick okay uh, Patrick, would there have been a message f- uh, from you uh, for the group or for Pastor Wood specifically uh, early in the morning? What do you think? Yeah, why not? I would have left a message saying, I'll be around. You'll see me when you need me. <laughs> Did you mention what hotel you're staying at? <laughs> or any other useful information? Yeah. <laughs> a little gloss over those details um i little, look up and i see a silhouette on a gargoyle <laughs> a little motel in the just a little side. batman moment i was gonna say there's a bat signal <laughs> he's uh he's not the investigator you want but he's the investigator you need right now mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> definitely the one we deserve <laughs> this is definitely what you deserve yeah okay uh, so you get a very cryptic okay. message from Patrick doesn't identify where he's where he's staying, but just says he'll be around, which in 1936 literally means that there's no way for you to contact him. So, yeah, uh, there's that. OK, uh, I destroy that message just for, uh, <laughs> okay. you know, not that there's anything useful on there, but, you know, yeah, just exactly. for posterity. Yeah. <laughs> and it's from Jerry, too. It's not even from Patrick. <laughs> Uh, and I will uh, meet up with uh, the ladies then and see what they want to do. Okay, so we are upstairs, beautiful suite. Uh, there's the three, uh, the three of you that are in, the, like actually have your your uh, your rooms within the suite. And you see here the knock. It's Pastor Wood. Now the four of you are together. What's the plan? Um, Bev does take the time to just quickly give Ed a call and tell him that we'll meet him there. Okay. And so it's a, we don't have to play out the whole conversation, but ultimately mm-hmm. he's very excited. Uh, and he, he kind of just like, and it, you know, very lavish affair. And he's like, now nah, make sure you all dress up to your finest. And if you need any recommendations on where you might want to go around the city to find some, uh, some wonderful garb. And if the gentlemen that are coming with you, uh, need help, uh, uh making sure they have a proper, Proper attire, I'd be more than happy to assist them. Um, but otherwise, otherwise, just as the sun's going down, beautiful. You'll see the sunset over the Pacific. It's quite lovely, Bev. It's okay if I call you Bev, is it not? Oh, of course. And, Ed, what's your favorite color? 
My favorite color. Oh, what a what a fascinating question. Well, I suppose I I suppose it's whatever color you're gonna wear tonight. And and she just kind of does like a quiet little husky laugh, <laughs> and uh, she's like, "All right, well, I'll see you later." <laughs> I cannot wait. And phone clicks down. Some operator somewhere is just like. <laughs> Yeah, as they're listening in on the conversation. Doc turns and she as she's hanging up the phone and she looks at Shima, who's just there with wide eyes, and she's like, Oh, uh it sizzles when the phone goes down back on the hook. Okay. Okay. Shima's standing there vibrating like a dog. <laughs> okay. Um so yeah, so you'll meet up. So and we'll say like the the, the mundane parts of the conversation of like where to go. Yeah. That's conveyed. No problem. And so you know where to go. Santa Monica, basically by the Santa Monica Pier. Okay. All right. So that's settled, which means you have the better part of the day. So we'll say it's like mid morning ish, 9 a.m. or so. You have a little, you have, so I have a couple hours in the morning. You have a couple hours in the afternoon before you would probably want to be back to get ready. Right. So you do have the opportunity to do one or two things today uh, of note in the investigation if there's something that you can think of doing. I think we we now have two actresses' names. We could certainly uh, take a trip to try to look through some records of maybe some of the tabloid archives just to try to see if we can get some information about them, their goings-on and, and whatnot. Um, at some point, I do believe we might want to make sure that we are all uh, well suited for this evening's uh, festivities. And she kind of looks over to Pastor Wood. Um, Pastor, do you happen to have with you a uh, Sunday best? Sunday best every single day. Mm, there is a dress code. Uh, so, and then Bev will give him the information so to like, I look sound like, I, I don't think I'm going to meet the dress code. <laughs> Beverly like confidently puts a hand on like Shima's shoulder as maybe Marie does the other shoulder. <laughs> don't worry. We'll take care of you. Yes. I, I have my sewing kit with, with me. We will absolutely. And she, and Marie's just sort of going through, you know, sort of her trunks and she's kind of pulling out a couple different things and like, no worries at all. I have done very last minute pre-performance work on, you'll, it, it, it'll be great. It will be great. Shaima always slouches uh, a little to try and like take up as little room as possible, uh, very badly. But uh, at the support from both Bev and Marie, she actually straightens up probably for the first time in a little while. Love the confidence. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody stretch, hydrate. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, so RB, are you, does that mean you're trying to get yourselves situated right now for, um, for garb and whatnot? Is that the idea? Or are you doing uh, at some point while we're out during the day that needed to be a, a stopping point? So okay. we're looking for some tabloid history. Uh, we're okay. hitting the places like that do... Mr. Exley recommended. Uh, sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off, uh, Melissa, but I, I was saying in addition to the 
tabloid stuff that uh, Marie talked about with the actresses. I think Shamir probably knows like there's kind of more official film um, releases, like publications and, and things she can probably look at in a library for those actresses. So something a little more technical in terms of like what studios they work with and and um, things like like things that are maybe a little less salacious, but she can get out of the library. Okay, uh, so we'll say then you get, you all are basically going around trying to collect as much background information on the actresses' names that were mentioned by it. Is that fair? Okay, so then... Yeah, uh, we'll, yeah go Could Pastor I add Wood. one more thing? I'm sorry. Absolutely. Uh, Pastor Wood would not be very helpful with any of the investigation or research or especially the shopping right now. He he would be going with them and he would just be in full bodyguard mode the whole time. Like he would be huh. watching for cars following us, uh, anyone that seems to be uh, tailing us, things like that. Make a spot hidden test as you do that. Um, Shima, Marie... Beverly, all three of you can go ahead and, if you want, make a library use role if you're just doing basic research. Like, if, if we're just going through the annals in a library or if you head down to, like, the LA Times and see if you can get access to their research room or if you're going to one of these tabloids, same thing. Uh, wherever it is that you end up, uh, if you're just going through that type of research, library use. If there's some other method that you're using to try to collect information, let me know and we might be able to do a different a different role. Uh, but it's but I think that's it's what we'll go with for now. Brute force library use for Shima. Okay, sounds good. I'm gonna take a boost, so then I'm trying to roll under thirty for this. Okay, I got a thirty under forty-four. Perfect, perfect. Okay, ah, sixty-nine. Nice. 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 There we go. <laughs> I'm just setting the tone for today. Everything's, everything's <laughs> coming up, Beverly. Yeah. Well, the 69 too. What? No, you didn't. I did. I really did. I was so excited for it. Okay. I, I looked over and I didn't see it on here. And no, I forgot me the physical uh, dice. I was for my moment to say nice. It's not as fun for Pastor Red, though. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. You are a saintly creepy man. Old, dusty, <laughs> creepy old dusty ex-Texas Ranger Pastor. Okay. <laughs> Uh, all right, so let's go. Let's run through some things then. I'll give you. So they got three successes, so I can give you a little bits and pieces. Um, Evelyn McAvoy and Olivia Clarendon. Uh, you know that they're both younger, uh, probably thirty somethings uh, at this point, late twenties, early thirties starlets. Um, you would know that Olivia Clarendon is sort of the number one S tier top of the, you know, like top of the heap kind of thing. Um, she is a beautiful blonde starlet and she has been in many films. Now, you know that during the twenties, she spent many, she kind of spent, spent some time building up her, her recommend, her, her, her um, I would say her reputation uh, and kind of having to do a lot of smaller roles, but also, Roles that were more like damsel in distress, uh, you know, that she was like the the victim, you know, victims in horror movies, things like that. Uh, and over time, you can see that she eventually started moving up and started doing more proper, proper roles, proper film and lar- longer speaking parts and, and that sort of thing. So she has really been working her way up for quite some time. Does um, she get like a spike in popularity in 24? 
you didn't see a specific uh there wasn't a specific spike but you do know that that was a year in which she got recognition uh for her role in the black cat uh, which is a movie that if you start digging into it you know and you, you've already learned this she was she was in with richard spend uh which is a name of a, a man who has been associated with this kind of los angeles cult you saw his face in many of those pictures from the safe deposit box uh, so you're able to recognize that. So you know that there was a like that sort of was her like big break in some ways. He even uh, he even took a full page ad out in uh, like a Hollywood circular or an L.A. circular, I should say, that uh, essentially thanked her and like was and that like, kind of brought attention because he was in a, he was kind of a young up and coming guy as well. Uh, but he passed, you know, he died in 1924. You've um and there were rumors that the two of them were an item uh, back in like 1924. So that definitely was something that popped up here and there. Uh, and you can see that there are many, many people who are trying to interview her about his death, asking about like, you know, is she OK? What happened, et cetera, et cetera. And she all of her answers, you can see, Bev, uh, completely professional, like we're so very sad to hear. He was a wonderful talent. He was always extremely professional and exquisite in his acting uh in these movies uh and he is a, a great loss to the entire industry and you know our uh my my condolences go out to his his, his family to his sister uh yolanda uh, and all that kind of stuff uh so you're seeing you're seeing a lot of those types of things that's popping up uh now in terms of like the now uh so you know that she so lately um she's been very very busy you know that she's been working on a couple films recently. The Clock Strikes Nine uh, and Call of the Sea. Those are two that um, she's worked on quite heavily recently. Call of the Sea, from what you can tell, has been kind of mired in some trouble. Uh, and that is she is she's actually in that with Evelyn McAvoy. Uh, and that seems to be, again, some kind of complex horror fit, flick. But it's not like a monster flick. It's, uh, it's something more about um, like cults and like religions and things like that. Um, the, and you know that in the, yeah, in the news articles that you've already read and you can kind of confirm that Olivia Clarendon is specifically researching a role for a murder staged, uh, which is apparently going to be a murder mystery involving the mafia. It hasn't quite started filming yet, but, uh, that is, uh, that is what she's essentially going to be doing very soon. Call of the sea is the one that's been under some trouble. And the clock strikes nine is what recently, is a, which is which is about to premiere later this week, uh, and this is all information you kind of already know. Is there uh, any information about the kind of trouble Cloudlessy is facing? Like, is it just like staff turnover? Is it production problems? Mishap? Okay, yeah, it's it's it seems like a lot of production problems. There's a money issue sometimes. Um, uh, from and again, all of you got successes, so this is all pretty easy to find. Uh, okay. From what you can tell, it's been sort of a disconnect between director production studio it's just everything seems pretty standard like they're trying to get you know grant more grandiose sets more grandiose uh more grandiose like a, a costume design things like that and there's just a question over the allocation of funds um so you know how in george Ayers things we had the signed picture from her yeah um I'm trying to. Is, was that dated? It wasn't dated on the back or anything, was it? Uh, great question. 
I don't think so. Let me double check. Uh, what Hamish McDunn has said, though, is that the last time they had heard was 1924. So the last time. Yeah. So it would have been any time up to 1924. Right. Exactly. And I would say, like, the picture, the photo uh, that he has, that he had in his things with the the George, thanks for all your help, Olivia Clarendon. Yeah. That is depicts a much younger Olivia Clarendon. Um, she, you can see that she still has like that kind of, you know, she looks like brand new on the scene uh, and she has kind of gained in this, this sense of reverence. Right. And the quality of the photo, uh, you can tell that mm-hmm. photography has, has advanced a bit in the past 10, 12 years. Uh, so she looks very young. She looks like she's late teens and now she's yeah. roughly 30 or so. Um, because um, I think the one thing that um Beverly may be focusing on is seeing what their relationship was. Was this just like a general thank you, like he, he went to like a signing that she may have had, or was this because he mm. may have volunteered or worked on set on something with her? Oh, there is absolutely no information. There's absolutely no information whatsoever on George Ayers and Olivia Clarendon and any of the newspaper articles and magazine articles that you find none whatsoever uh the only suggestion of connection is that photo um in terms of evelyn mcavoy and i'll 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 throw this to marie as marie you were running rolling it too um evelyn mcavoy is two years younger than olivia clarendon whereas olivia clarendon is like this like blonde bombshell everyone loves her uh evelyn mcavoy is sort of like the raven-haired like other side of the coin, uh, still, uh, still known to be a tremendous actress and up, 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 up and coming. Uh, she tends to take more villainous roles. Uh, so like in the current film that they're working on, that's in trouble call of the sea. She's the villain. She plays a cult leader, uh, called, uh, Madam Lita. Uh, whereas Olivia Clarendon is like one of, is like one of the, the hair is like the heroine of the, of the film. Um, but they are, apparently friends that's from what all of the rumor mill has to say uh olivia clarendon is a fairly private person so you don't really see a whole lot about her however uh, and so even in like the tabloids and stuff there's very little about olivia clarendon and most people seem to refer to her with great respect but with your success and your uh in your experience actually you recognize some people in some photos uh as you see Evelyn McAvoy is in a group of people uh, and you can see they're just kind of hanging around in the background while she's like posing for a photo with a, you know, just in front of what you would imagine are a series of reporters. But you see some familiar faces. Maybe you don't know their names. Maybe you do. And then you realize where you know them from. Um, You've seen some of these men in some of the clubs that you sang in in Chicago. You see as you start kind of going through these these photos and you start cross-referencing the Kone family and then you start looking into the the tabloids, there's a rumor going around that she and Massimo Akone uh, are an item. Okay. Um, any other questions that you all would want to ask um, or look into when it comes to these topics? 
Is there any indication about Massimo Acone's, uh, like we know of the Acone family, like as an organized crime family name, but is there anything in the research we found that indicate like what work he does or like, well, mm-hmm. uh, you know, she was spotted with, sure. uh, you know, race car driver. <laughs> Massimo you know, Acone like, and the entire Acone family are known for shipping. That's their gig. Okay. Import, export, ports of Los Angeles, that sort of thing. Got it. Thank you. Okay. Uh, All right. So think about some more. This is, we'll say this is taking up a good portion of your morning and maybe early afternoon as you're kind of going through things, taking hours. Pastor Wood, what was your role on your Uh, 69. Nice. Uh, That was a success. I needed a 74. Okay. You do notice something. Not Pisner. You don't notice that you don't. And to be honest, um, I don't actually know what he looks like yet. Do you know what he looks like? So, but you do notice there are a, um, there are a lot of cop cars that seem to be driving about in greater number. Maybe it's the guilt or maybe it's something more than that. Uh, as you do see that there is a, a greater police presence suddenly on the streets. And more than that, a few of them seem to sort of follow you all for a while. You just look back and you see this kind of, you know, the equivalent of a, a black and white, you know, just sort of coasting by and then slowly drives past you as you all turn into one of these local mag, you know, one of these tabloid mags and to kind of go through some of their, some of their archives. And you just kind of slow down and they look at you. And each one of you, they take a moment and they look up and you look at your face nod and they look over to bev nod shima you can see they their eyes like kind of squint and then the one who's driving turns and says something to the one that's in the uh and the drivers or in the passenger they both start chuckling and then they look back up at pastor wood and they do a little salute with their fingers to their forehead and start driving away Mine instinctively no, hunches. No. Okay. So let's check in with Patrick then, as you all have been busy this morning looking into some actresses and such. What has Patrick been doing this morning? Yeah, I've been rubbing my arm, looking at my hand, and wiggling my fingers, seeing that still got movement. Pop the pill bottle from Dr. Keaton. A couple of those down with countertop of water. Okay, you got a pill bottle from Dr. Keaton? Yeah, he gave me it because I got bit by the, one of the inmates. Or oh, the okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay, you still have it with you? <laughs> you haven't been taking yeah. it the nice. whole time? <laughs> you nice. had an infection. Those are antibiotics. <laughs> oh. That's <laughs> no, fine, that's fine. Okay. All right. Uh, you're, yeah, it's definitely painful in the morning. Um, what did you do with the finger, by the way? The clinic kept it because... Couldn't put it back on, so what am I going to do with it? Okay. So, yeah, you let them dispose of it. That's fine. Yeah. All right. Um, you wake up. You're in your room. You pop a pill. Your hand's aching. You can realize not only is it aching, but your dexterity isn't great. You still have abrasions, very serious abrasions on your wrists and on your ankles from where Pisner had wrapped various ropes and twine around you. Uh, and you also have more than a few uh, light bruises. You can tell that other than sort of like one on one side of the cheek, which is a very light bruise, 
he was very good about ensuring where he hit you is either hidden or he hit in such a way as to not make it obvious. But you feel the pain in your sides. You feel the pain like in your shoulders. And there's that one spot right on the face at the very end where he knocked you out and then drove you out east that you can look at. If you look at a mirror, the reflection, there's just a bit of like darkening on your cheek and it hurts. So even eating your breakfast or drinking coffee or something that morning, you're feeling like this ache and all of it's there that morning. But what do you do? Yeah, I would, I would tidy up and go out and try to get a disguise, some nice fitting gloves that hide my f- missing finger, kind of a okay. large brimmed hat, okay. hides my face a bit. And I would make my uh, way to the west side of the city. Okay. Um, I'll tell you what, roll, uh, you're, you're trying to f- are you trying to find something that makes you look nice? Uh, or are you trying to find something that just sort of makes you look... Sort of ordinary, uh, blend in. Ordinary blend in. Okay. I think no role necessary then. Uh, I think that's all fine. Uh, I will, however, take a disguise in general uh, just to see if you do a good enough job of obscuring your own self so that if somebody were to know what you look like, how easy uh, would they be able to notice you? All right. I have five disguise. This could be a luck burner here. Yeah, I love those. <laughs> yeah. I did see that. Actually, holy crap! I rolled oh two. my like, gosh! Holy crap! Amazing, you need a five in rolled two, which means you're going to get to improve it too. Okay, that's a critical. Wow. Like, not critical. That is a hard success. I can increase it to extreme with one luck. It's perfect. You could. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> Best luck spend well ever. Really one luck. extreme. Well, that, that's really well played. Well done. Okay. All right. You Arzina, if anyone can fuck with like facial or like, like disguise stuff, it's bad rings. It makes so much sense. I love this. Perfect. <laughs> okay. You have got it an extreme success to disguise yourself. You don't even recognize you. Like you look <laughs> like Anna wouldn't recognize you. You could probably knock on her door and try to sell her some sort of strange little concoction for making hair shine or something like that. And she would have no idea it was you. What do you do Perfect after that? Up. Yeah. I'm going to find a car and slowly drive myself west. Okay. Where are you headed? I'm going to head nearby the Venice Hotel. I'm going to try to stalk the team and get in contact. You're going to try. So you're going to try to just stealthily follow them? Yeah. I would like a, uh, I would like a spot hidden. Let's do that. And see if you can keep track of them. See, I needed 45. I rolled a 56. I got luck okay. to spend. Okay. I'm making a pass. All right. Uh, we'll say you you got an earlier start in the day than they did, maybe. Uh, maybe the conversation that Bev had with Ed was just so hot. Everyone just needed to cool down a little bit uh, before they really left. And so you do see them leaving. And at a certain point, uh, I'm also going to say... I would like a stealth test from you to see if you can bypass Pastor Wood's eagle eyes. But success, that's not a thing, right? Is it like, <laughs> you got it. That's oh, it's extreme 11. though. Okay, yeah, it's a That's extreme talk. success. Crazy rolls right now. Oh my gosh, long. Okay. <laughs> Everything I said to the Pastor Wood before is true. You have no idea that you're being followed by pa- by uh, by Patrick, nor that he is actually Patrick. You don't see this at all, Pastor. I'm distracted by all the cops. Okay. So, uh, 
once you all are done with your uh, with your newspaper and magazine research, where do you go next? What do you do next? You have a I would say you probably have enough time to do one more thing today of, of consequence before you need, need to get back. What would that be? Question. Mm-hmm. I mean, one more thing of consequence related to the investigation. I'm going to assume that you yeah, yeah. spend time shopping, getting some clothes and stuff in between. If there's time to see where that phone number goes, I just want to dial it. I, I don't want to have a conversation, but I'd like to find a paid phone based on Dr. Key's uh, recommendation and just try the number and see where it goes. Okay. Uh, I don't think that is a problem at all. Uh, all right. Just so, while the smarter people think of what else to do, <laughs> yeah, this doesn't take that much time. You going to see if you get lucky here. Oh, where'd my dice go? Oh, crap. I knew I forgot something. I guess I'm rolling in here now. Oh. Okay. Uh, all right. So you, you call the number and it rings and it rings and it rings and it is never actually answered and just kind of keeps going and going and going. Um, if you would like, however, you could contact like an operator, see if you can get some associated information, like what address is, is the, the phone number associated with. going to be my question. Uh, if I could do like a reverse search with the operator. Sure. Uh, so I think that's fine. Um, I don't really think any roles is particularly necessary here, but an operator will get, will get on and we'll kind of ask you some basic information. And she'll give you an address that it seems to be for uh, for an address in Pasadena. Uh, and let's see if I have the actual physical, actual address. Uh, I don't have it in front of me, but it is address in Pasadena and it is address... Uh, that you are already familiar with because it is an address that Beverly was able to find uh, when she did some basic uh, basic records research on Samson Trammell. Okay. All right. So the, so the phone number that we thought was connected to Captain Walker is a phone number that we just actually traced back to Trammell? That's what it sounds like, yeah. Okay, then yeah, that 2285 Hyacinth Street in Pasadena. Nice. Okay, so so you have a phone number, you know that this this W that was on the top of the notes that Pastor Wood found, the Captain Walker name that was on the sort of roulette thing, that or the uh, uh, Rolodex thing Rolodex. that was on Pizzer's, thank you. Uh, all of that seems to, to tie back to the address for Samson Trammell. So you know the book that we had um, that was uh, encoded that uh, Bev did the cryptography for? And it was a lot of transactions of Cell of Nectar. Yeah, the one does from the safe deposit, deposit book, yeah. Yeah, does W correlate with any of the aliases that were used? Could we link W to possibly potentially to Sam Trammell? Or Granite, for that matter. You... Uh, well, granted, it's just the number. Like, there's nothing okay. um, nothing strange about that. It's just the way in which the numbers used to be written out. Yeah. Um, 
In terms of whether or not W shows up. Like as a code name for one of them or whatever. Okay. Um, I'm looking, I'm looking. No, you actually okay. don't see a W or anything in there. No, nothing like that. Um, and then this is a out of character question for Pat. Did you tell us that you spilled the beans, Patrick, or no? If that's, if that's relevant to you, uh, you could say that I did. Did you tell them okay. you squealed? Like a little so big. if we knew, then I think something that Beverly would do is advise the group that maybe we should reach out to Janet and just give her a warning that she is in danger and should probably increase your security in the meantime um and maybe not come to california forever for a while (laughs) (laughs) forever is good too (laughs) if you were if you were looking for information as to whether or not you might be in danger we have come across new information that suggests that you may in fact be in danger (laughs) (laughs) do okay absolutely how do you want to go about contacting her? Do you want to contact her directly or do you want to contact uh, your, your uncle pilot friend and have him do it? Um, Beverly uncle pilot probably, friend, please. Yes. Bev would you know where he's staying. You know that he's staying over at the Palm Lounge. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Palm, uh, the Palm Lodge, excuse me, uh, which is closer when we have to Glendale. Good news, yeah. we'll contact her directly. When we have bad news, we'll send Frank to do it. It's also uh, not the middle of the night, so that's not you know, okay. terrible. So... We'll assume then that you either write out a, a message to get delivered or you call and leave a message with the hotel. Uh, is there a preference to that? Or do you go see them? Those are basically your three options. You could, do you call, leave a message for someone at the Palm Lodge to actually write down and hand to them? Do you write your own I message? I think we should just go. Messenger it over and have a different thing. Or do you go? I think the less hands on it, the better. Because then we can okay. confirm that it's at least got um, we should also warn him he's in danger so they i didn't know his name I, yeah uh has pastor wood been like so Bev, dr key i generally would agree with you that uh those that write notes will sometimes rec- recall the content of those notes um but I imagine we're, you know, kind of within a building or something, and she'll kind of gesture out to kind of the police cars that have been kind of walking by because they've been making eye contact with us as we've been walking by. It it might not be such a good idea for us to take a drive when we might have a caravan following us on the way out, perhaps. Basically saying that, like, if we've got cops following us, maybe we don't want to, like, have all of them tail us out to a remote lodge. I'm sorry, you're you're whispering so quietly that I can't even it's hear you. Like you're I was, I, I'm buffering. Um, <laughs> maybe uh, I really don't want to write any of it down. Uh, maybe perhaps we just tell him to be ready to leave. Or uh, ask him to contact us at our hotel? Yes. We, we might perhaps be able to leave a message that says something along the lines of um, the 
I'm, I'm trying to think of something like the, the, the trail has made it home or something that sort of sends a message that doesn't exactly say what it is, but, um, and she'll sort of look over to Pastor Wood. If you were to craft a message that someone might not, what do you think of this? The, the trail has made it home. The chickens coming home to roost. If like, someone came up you... to me and told me the trail leads to home, I would think that their cornbread wasn't done in the middle. I, I thought you might be the one to ask about this, but now I'm not so sure that, um, there's hmm. so many different ways I could encode it, but could they translate it after it's encoded? That's the issue. So. I'm going to pick up the phone and call the Palm Lodge and leave a message for Frank. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> leave a I know. I, it's fine. You leave a message for Frank uh, and you just basically say that Jan they know about Janet, something like something to that effect. Yeah, yeah. I, I won't specifically no. say someone's in danger, but I'll I'll say, sure. you know, you're being watched and they know about Janet. Okay, sounds good. Perfect. All right. So, uh, and then Patrick, I'm going to give you one more thing. Is there anything else that you wanted to do for today? Yeah, if we could find like a small moment that I can bump into like Pastor Wood, let him know that okay. I'm in the area. I'm here. Okay, so... Uh, maybe you guys are coming out of uh, a, a sh you know department store. You got some some items for tonight, uh, and uh, pa Pastor Wood, you're looking around. You're looking around. You see this guy starts walking up to you. Looks kind of vaguely familiar. Maybe that's Pisner. And then you realize as he gets closer, he's only got nine fingers. Like one of the fingers on his gloves looks a little flat. And he realized that's Patrick and it looks nothing like Patrick. He's got like makeup on. Maybe he put, put a little bit of a fuzz or something on his sideburns to make it look like he was uh, uh, just a little bit different. Uh, but yeah, once he gets closer, like, oh, yeah, OK, it's Patrick. And we'll say you're all in the street outside of a, I don't know, a, the equivalent of a Bloomingdale's. It's quite the hollow, Pasta. Uh, do I know you, sir? And I'll just walk past and like pointedly go in a store nearby, uh, <laughs> like uh, out of sight. Okay. Follow me. <laughs> uh, Patrick, you doing all right? You, you look beat up. Well, I suppose that's makeup on. I've done my best to cover it up. What are you guys looking into? Right now, we're looking into uh, Hollywood and the excess of fame. And what have you found? I'll look at the. Oh, did you only meet me? Yeah, this okay. is a this is a guys only conversation. My bad. Uh, I'll I'll go ahead and relay uh, what we found about the the actresses and everything that we just went through. Uh, how about you? What have you been up to today? You doing all right? You see anyone following you? Not that I can see. You haven't noticed any police presence around you, have you? It's the same as usual. We're being tailed by LAPD. It seems this whole town's corrupt. 
related to Pizna. He made contact. Uh, he left me a message this morning saying that he was going to be looking for me. You, you personally? Yeah, me personally. Well, I'll keep an eye out. I'll be ready for the party as well. You're going to the party? It seems related. The Kone family. Celebs. Very well. Perhaps that's a good thing. I was thinking of ducking out during the party. If you're there incognito, you'll be able to keep an eye on anything that happens. You know, you've seen Pisner. You'll be able to recognize him if he shows up. I'll describe what Pisner looks like because I don't think you have seen him. I'll keep an eye out for a squirrely fella. And I'll be around. Nearby cafe next door. You'll see me. Where you been staying? Nondescript Hotel East. <laughs> Three. <laughs> it's called the uh, it's called the Nondescript Lodge. <laughs> I was about to make that joke. Since I couldn't unmute fast enough. <laughs> I've heard of that chain. It's a nice one. Yeah. It's the most glamorous hotel on the block. <laughs> they gave me it's quite a very ironic name. All right. Well, I'll probably drop the ladies off at the party and then uh, I might do some digging of my own on Pisner. We'll split off here. Take care of yourself. Okay. We'll say then that the rest of the day passes with you all doing whatever preparations you need to do. Uh, you've done your some legwork, some research, etc. You collect whatever it is you want for your affair tonight. Um, and we'll cut forward, uh, we'll say, a few hours uh, to get you all to the party. Uh, Pastor, what do you said you're not going to the party? Is that right? I would like to drive with them, uh, drop them off, and then uh, go park the car. Okay. Because uh, that went so well last time you left someone and then waited uh, in the car uh, to see what would happen to them. <laughs> Just I did all right. To... <laughs> I've got all 10 fingers. Okay. You Do you dress ready for the party? or or uh, uh, so, so what are you doing? Don't be cryptic. What are you doing? No, no, I'm not trying to be cryptic. Okay. Uh, I... I would not dress in a suit or anything because this is my outfit. Uh, okay. So I, I don't think I would. I, I wouldn't lie to them and say I'm going to the party or anything like that. Uh, okay. My plan is to check out Pisner's office afterwards uh, okay. and then see like what it looks like crime scene wise, all that. All right. Fair enough. So we will start then. Uh, we'll pick up. We are on the Santa Monica Pier. Uh, we see Marie and Shima and Beverly and Jerry Price dressed up, dolled up, one might say. Uh, and as you are let out by Pastor Wood, uh, who is tasked with something else tonight, uh, you all notice that as the sun's going down, the pier and the beach are fairly bustling. 
uh, you can see that there are groups of very elegantly dressed folks that are getting out of vehicles. Some of them very, very nice vehicles, by the way. Uh, and some of them are mingling on the boardwalk. Some of them are actually down in the sand. A few people who probably got a head start uh, are sloshing around a little bit in, in the water here and there. Um, as you get closer to the to the actual sort of pier itself, you can see like these colorful orange lanterns are kind of starting to be lit here and there. Uh, you can see that there are a few um, recognizable faces. You don't notice Olivia Clarendon or El Evelyn McAvoy yet, uh, but you do see some familiar faces, a couple modest actors, actresses, musicians, maybe an artist, a politician or two, stuff like that. And they don't really seem to be um, doing anything out of the ordinary. They're in small groups laughing. Some are drinking from flasks here and there, uh, but you definitely see that they're all kind of lingering. As the sun starts going down, you notice too that on the horizon, uh, like this sort of the sea extends out, you can see in the distance there is a uh, a lumber schooner, like this big, uh, it's very the very big boat, six masts. You can see that it's kind of lit up here and there. It's not as bright just yet as the sun hasn't fully gone down, uh, but funneling to and from it are these smaller boats, each with a pole and a little lantern here and there, and they kind of come up to the to the pier area, a few people kind of shuttle down uh, into it and they kind of fill up a boat and they start ferrying them uh, across. And so you can kind of see that this, this process uh, is happening. Now, you're, you're probably waiting around for maybe, maybe 20 minutes or so before uh, you all hear a, <clears throat> well, don't you all look just delightful this evening. Hello, ladies, uh, Mr. Mr. Price, uh, pleasure to see you. And when you turn around, um, I will tell you that uh, Mr. Exley, he dresses up nice. As you can see, he is in a proper tuxedo, sleek, elegant, not even remotely obnoxious in any particular manner. Like the color is very classic. Uh, he, it is very form fitting. So you can see the athletic muscular build. Uh, he is clean shaven. So he has actually shaved down some of the stubble. Uh, he probably did a double shave in the evening. His hair has slicked back and he smells, he smells like masculinity and decency had a baby and made a fragrance out of it. And that's what he is. Um, and uh, he introduces, he, he, he leans over with a gloved hand and, and he kind of starts with Marie and then he goes to, to Shima and he's, and he kind of, as you're standing up a little straighter, I think he actually kind of looks up and he gives you a wink uh, at seeing that shakes Patrick's hand. And then he comes over and with Beverly, he grabs her hand and he kind of gives you the classic kiss on the, on the end that brings it up, just gives it a little smooch. And you look absolutely lovely tonight. Uh, what color did you end up going with Beverly? Uh, Beverly decided to kind of match him. So she's got like a, a form fitting black velvet underdress with like this pretty kind of iridescent silver, uh, shimmery Ooh. overcoat thing. I don't know. Mm -hmm. I found an image on, I love on it. Pinterest. So. I love it. And so he puts the arm out, the elbow out and kind of offers mm -hmm. it to Beverly. Well, now. There's no reason for us to wait over here. I can go ahead and guess it. Okay, I'll hail us a cab. This way, please. This way. And he starts to try to motion you all towards the edge of one of these piers where you can see the boats are coming up to, to ferry people over. Um, as you get there, uh, you're kind of waiting around once or twice. Like a boat comes up, a few people ahead of you. 
He's making small talk here and there. He's saying to sort of gently to Patrick, now, Mr. Price, are you a, a man for games of chance? Oh, I do partake every now and then. Oh, well, excellent. I, uh, I know uh, for a fact they have some absolutely wonderful games here. Uh, some uh, very um, familiar, others quite exotic, I should say. Uh, and Miss Wynn, uh, I, I have an on good authority that there is an, an absolutely stunning jazz quartet that is going to be playing this evening and uh, a crooner and a songstress too. Perhaps I might be able to um, make arrangements to get you up to sing us a song. How about that? Oh, oh, I, I do believe that um, blending in is a, a little bit of our our goal for this evening. So <laughs> it's it's such so very nice Madam, of you to make that offer. Madam, there is no way a woman who looks as you all do would be able to blend in this evening. <laughs> well, now you're just going to make me blush now, but I do believe that everyone here is putting out their their absolute best and with all of the actresses and actors and whatnot, uh, we do not need to uh, call attention to ourselves. Well, I will, I will tell you that you are doing it without any effort. And you, Shima, I imagine you're going to save me a dance at some point this evening. Shama uncomfortably <laughs> big <laughs> smile now. nods. None because of that. She, you don't like, let those walls see that. <laughs> she turns bright red. She's <laughs> <laughs> generally like very she actually looks like Shima I mean generally looks pretty normal, I I think, but like Beverly and, and Marie have like she actually looks kind of pretty, because um, <laughs> like Marie's stunning. done her hair and like Beverly's helped her with makeup and and they both helped with the clothing and like she's still like a foot and a half taller than yeah. basically anyone here. <laughs> and do you have like heels on too? So it might even like accentuate oh, it or yeah. something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you're getting and you're getting looks though. You are getting looks. I would say you are you're you're. You notice them. I mean, you probably have felt them before, but you see people looking at you, and they're not all as friendly as Ed is, who is who genuinely seems to be you know very encouraging. But you can see, you can kind of look at some people, kind of looking over at you, and they have what looks like a little flask in their hand, and they're in this kind of they make a face like yeah, that that's the look I'm as used to. Yeah, that, mm -hmm. that is the look I'm as used to. And so you, uh, when Ed appreciates her, she mm -hmm. has this big uncomfortable smile mm -hmm. and beverly does take a moment to to just quietly give you some encouragement talking about how like if we get pictures done or something how it, when you show them to that boy you have a crush on on campus you're gonna knock his socks off and that we can dress you up like this again you know okay. about that <laughs> oh i witnessed <laughs> i remember when when i was getting you for the summon and Oh, oh, boy! About you? tripped over himself. He's smitten. Do you think he knows? Oh, I think he likes you too. She has no idea how to respond. And, <laughs> and while they're having yeah. that conversation, yeah, go ahead. Marie was sort of looking around, and anyone that has sort of given that look to Shima, 
she shoots them back the exact same look mm-hmm. of like looking them up and down as if they are far less than finding them lacking. Roll exactly. a listen test, oh, Marie, yes. while this is happening. Roll a listen test. Let's do a listen. Oh, oh, this is bitchy time. girl hour. I love it. I am so into this. <laughs> uh, 17 under 50. You, at some point, you hear from like a, a group or so over, uh, you hear the voice of a woman uh, um, who you can tell looks over uh, towards your group. Eyebrows kind of like like crunch. And then they're like, the Kone family's taste is clearly gone down. They're letting Frankenstein onto the casino now. Hmm. And that's what you and hear, Marie. And you hear like they all Marie. chuckle like, oh, you're terrible. Yes, so, <laughs> so clearly intelligence is not a requirement to get on because Frankenstein was the doctor, of course. <laughs> <laughs> and she looks directly at you because she didn't even realize you had heard her and she's like oh i'm surprised they teach such holes how to read and kind of turns her back on you completely and goes back to talking to her group. oh did she ever hear that <laughs> uh roll listen test roll listen test <laughs> <laughs> you all were chatting about you guys are getting a fight at, um, on the pier no, the boat listen where's my listen there it is what do you got oh that's a 91 <laughs> I yeah, in the yeah. universe so your conversation oh. with, with Ed Ed's just like you and him are kind of going back and forth it's like oh you're definitely going to dance with me now <laughs> I know my card is full with uh, with Miss Beverly here, but I am certain there's going to be one or two that you and I get up there. And we're going to wrestle a different kind of way. <laughs> I realize I might have sounded kind of untold, but that is not at all what I mean. <laughs> she she laughs. And he just and he's not yeah. listening, but but yeah. yeah. And you guys are just laughing, laughing, and you don't even notice that Marie has that like horrible exchange. Um. Okay. So as you all are kind of chatting, uh, eventually your turn comes up. You see the boat and. Uh, you know kind of comes up here and it's getting dark and and you can really just see the tiny smallest glimmer of the sun on the horizon you see the waves kind of sloshing in there's a little bit of a cold wind um you see that there are these lanterns that are now starting to become even more and more pronounced as like there's rows of them coming and going from the ship you can see the ship itself you imagine the masts are actually lit up and this this fella in like stevedore like clothing but decent and clean Holds up this big old kind of sausage fingers hand. He's like, uh, are you uh, ready for drinks and dolls and dice? Y'all look pretty good. Come on down. And he kind of holds up a hand to try to help the, the first person down. So one by one, you all load into the boat and you begin your journey out towards the Midnight Duchess. Um, before we get there, I want to check in with Pastor Wood. So Pastor Wood, you said you were going to head over in the direction of the office of Pisner's Jack office. Pisner. Okay. So walk me through what you want to do and how you're going to do it. Uh, I'm probably going to park in my stakeout spot and watch okay. for a while, not just the office, but everything around me. Cause I know cops are watching me. Uh, if sure. I could like juke some cops on the road on the way there, that'd be something I'd like to try to do, but I'm not going to really go out of my way or anything. Okay. Uh, really? Uh, I, I mean, just, my goal yeah, you can give me a roll for that. If you want to roll drive auto, 
uh, to try to elusively drive. Uh, yeah, my drive auto is 20. Yeah, let's try it. Okay. Come on, lucky. Nope, 66. Uh, I'm not going to spend the luck on that. (laughs) That would be almost all I've got. Uh, Okay. My intent is to see if there's a way I could sneakily get into the office and check out the safe since I have the combo for it and I didn't have time to do it before. You know a way in that's not the straight way. You know where the window is in the alleyway. You might be able to climb. It's still going to be a little bit harder going up than it was going down, but that would probably make sense. You could also just go straight up and hope for the best and hope that no one sees you. So that's really the only two ways up as far as you know. Is there a preference? Uh, probably the window first. Ooh. Trying to be stealthy. Yeah. All right. Uh, give me a climb test. You said stealthy? Yeah, uh, no, a climb test. As you are climb. going to try oh, okay. to climb Sorry. up the wall. Yeah. Uh, I'm also a 20 at climb. Yeah. Uh, so we'll I see think how that might be the I'll default. I'll take some actually. audience. <laughs> I think that's I'll take some default. audience boosts. Okay. We've got boosts. Of course you I will. can take two for 20, right? Yes, that's fine. Okay. All right. Uh, that is a three under 40. Okay. Wow. You, I've you, got ups. Uh, you, <laughs> you are like a, a freaking spider monkey as you just. White uh, men can just, jump. Like an old <laughs> Texas Ranger pastor just parkours up the side of the wall. You hop off what looks like a series of crates, maybe some old metallic dumpster. You leap up, you grab a drain pipe, you swing up, and there is this small little decorative piece of exterior molding that you get your feet up to. And that allows you to then hop up, grab the ledge, of, uh, grab the edge of the window, and then you just slide it open and you crawl inside. Uh, I would also like a stealth test. This is just in general. This will this be for your whole time one. here. Yeah, this is for your whole time here. So it's like in and out. I'm not going to do separate tests, but we'll just do the one. 59 under 70. Uh, it would be, what, 24 luck to get it to a hard yes. success. So I'm going to do Correct. that. Hell okay. yes. Okay. All right. All right, so you have crawled inside uh, the office of Jack Pisner. It's, it's nighttime. Uh, we're not going to worry about perfect timeline between the two storylines, but we'll say you're here now. Uh, okay, uh, to remind you, uh, it is a simple office. It's not particularly large. Um, it is near Pershing Square. That's where you're at. Uh, you can see that it's, it's, you think it's been cleaned up slightly. Uh, obviously Mo's body is not here any for any longer. It is dark. There's no one in here. There's the smell of blood. You can smell, uh, some other odors and such likely that Mo's body might've left behind. Um, you can tell as well that there's been a lot of cleanup, uh, as when you were last here, it was a bit messy. There were papers and things that were spread about on the desk itself or on the floor, much of that has been tidied up. Uh, what would you like to do while you're here? Uh, scan looking for. First, I would look out the windows as discreetly as possible, seeing if like there's anyone coming or anything like that. Uh, and then I would uh, briefly look. I know I didn't get a good look at the office. I'd look for anything that seems like obviously out of place. And then I would go to the safe and use the combination. OK, uh, give me a spot hidden uh, as you look out the window 
when you look down to the street, it's it's busy uh, as it is still like early evening. Uh, you can definitely see that there are people that are coming and going, maybe people getting off work or maybe people going out for the evening. Handful of cars pass by, but it's not overwhelmingly so. Uh, but nonetheless, there are some pedestrians, there are some cars parked, uh, and you can even see where your car is parked from here as well uh, on the side of the road. So what do you got? Um, I rolled the 86. I needed 84, so I'm spending the two luck to make it a success. You do notice that there is a uh, a police vehicle uh, on the road. Uh, it's not you parked. We'll say like you parked kind of north up the road a bit, and you can still see it. It is parked on like kind of the, the the same side of the road, but much further to the south. Uh, and you can tell from a distance um, that there is somebody in it, but you can't make anything out other than the fact that there is like a shadow in it. Okay. Uh, as long as they're not necessarily coming towards me, I won't be going out the front door. Okay. Uh, and then I would just be scanning the office and then safe. Okay. So we'll do the safe first. Uh, as you go and you go to open the safe, you put the... You put the actual um, combination in. Um, and when you open it up, it is completely empty. Figured as much. Pisner would have got in there already. Uh, yeah, start scanning the office, uh, specifically the Rolodex, seeing if there's any more contacts. I want to mm -hmm. try and find a way to track down Pisner's home uh, or another way to contact him. Okay. So as you start flipping through the Rolodex, you notice that, um, well, actually, let's make this a roll. Uh, let's, let's do, I don't want to do spot hidden. That seems, that seems not quite right. So we could just do like an intelligence test, I think. Okay. Yeah, uh, let's just do straight up intelligence. Need an 80 for that. Mm -hmm. I don't play smart, but I my character is uh, 55. Okay. So just regular success. All right. You notice that it is thinner than before. So some of the contact contacts have been removed. Uh, there is quite a, There are still quite a few left, but many of them have been removed, one of which is the W for Captain Walker has been removed. And there are a couple others that seem to have been gone. Like you can tell as you're flipping through it. Unfortunately, since you were in a rush when you were yesterday, you don't recall exactly what those names were. Um, the other thing you're noticing as you're here, uh, is that there is a, there was stuff on the walls here and there as they were kind of tracking various, uh, cases and things. A lot of that has been down. There is a bulletin board, like kind of cork board kind of material up on the wall. And you notice there is one document that is pinned still on that, on that board. What is that one document? It is your, your home address that is on file where your wife is currently residing. Well, he left it here in the office, so he's planning on coming back for that. Uh, do I find anything about his home address or anything like that? Um, roll luck test. Oh, luck works differently in this. I was thinking Delta Green. Uh, I just burned luck, so it won't be fail by three points. Okay. Uh, you do not find anything in here that suggests where he lives. Doesn't mean you can't find him. You know his name. 
uh, and you could potentially just kind of go into more public roles to see if he's listed there. But he has cleaned this place out of a lot of documents. Anything that might be identify him or identify what you would imagine are um, employee employers of consequence. Now, there's plenty of other folks in here, but you can see that a lot of them are just mundane references to this or that, like contacts. They are professional contacts or maybe uh, maybe people he's he, who has, he's worked for before. But you get the sense you're smart enough, I think, to piece together that he does seem to have cleaned a lot of important material out of here. And that safe is empty and it was locked. So there was probably something else in there. He just didn't look at it yesterday. Okay. Um, I want to take out of my uh, jacket the newspaper that was left for me this morning uh, mm-hmm. with Jack Pisner's writing, and I want to put that in the safe and then relock it. So, I'm sorry, say that again. What are you putting in the safe from? The newspaper with the article where he said that he was coming for me or whatever. Sure. I- I'm just putting that whole paper back in the safe. Okay. Uh, so you go ahead and you put that back in the safe, lock it up, spin, and it's set. Yep. Uh, next? Do a quick wipe down of anything I touched and then uh, duck back out the window. Okay. Uh, you do not need to make another stealth roll, but I would like you to make another climb roll as you try to climb down. Because <laughs> I, I want you to fall so bad. We got extra bits. We got some more. I energy. rolled a fucking nine. Okay. Suck it. That's a hard Hell success. Yes. You leap out the window and you land hero pose just like captain america or something and you step back up and there's a little boy captain america is a good analog for my you. character you know i'm a boy scout like that I, i'm a man of the law i always What's do the right hands? thing oh my knees which captain america <laughs> the agent yeah okay uh think about what you want to do next and we'll cut yeah. from there and we will head back uh, to our group that is currently, you are you have reached the base of the ship, uh, and you are each of you are going up a ladder. It is not the most. Um, <laughs> it's certainly got a, a it's certainly a little, little bit of trouble. None of you have to roll climb or anything like that. But there's people that are helping you and kind of ushering you up and such. Uh, and when you get up here, you notice that it is is a very large ship. It's about it's not quite 300 feet in length. It's a little shorter than that, but it's, it's quite large and it's certainly been uh, retrofitted to a certain degree. As you can tell, like maybe the, along the way, one of the kids that was like sort of directing the boat was just sort of talking about uh, talking about it. it's like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We got it. We kind of we, we cleaned it all up. It's, uh, it's a place you got to go downstairs. You make sure you go down. You, you get a little drink. You get a little get a little game in you and seven upstairs. If you want to get a little, you know, a little quiet time with, with, with your honey, there's plenty of places up there. And so as you climb up, and you look at the deck, uh, you can see that there are, again, six masts. All of them are illuminated with these beautiful lanterns that are strung between them. You can see there's these different canopies that are set up all over that seem to break a little bit of the gusts of wind that are coming in. There's all these different seating arrangements, some of which people have already occupied. And they're kind of laughing and uh, and they're like, and they're sort of leaning over, talking to one another. You can smell uh, like cigar smoke. And as you're looking, you can see that there are all sorts of well-dressed servers. There's men in tuxedos, women in these glittering gowns that are bringing refreshments and boxes of cigars and various other items and such to those that are sitting around. You got up on deck and they're there waiting for you, offering this, offering that, etc. As you start moving across, you can hear 
the sounds of music floating up from below. Uh, you can see that everyone seems to be uh, kind of funneling down into the deck. Not not that many people are lingering up, but you just hear the sounds of jazz music. It's kind of wafting up here and there. Uh, and so as you're up here, uh, Ed turns around. It's like, it's very beautiful, very beautiful indeed. But I'll tell you, there's plenty of time to observe the beauty of the sky and the sea and the stars. But I want to show you downstairs. Uh, plenty of things to do in that. Games, fun, song, dance, drink. Now, none of y'all are going to be shy tonight, are you? I'm well, never shy. Fantastic. I bet you are. Uh, and so he starts leading you downstairs. And when you look around, uh, you can see he's like pointing this way and that way. And there are these. And again, everything's been retrofitted, right? It's all been redesigned. There are these gambling rooms along a hall uh, on the left and on the right. You can see that there's people that are huddled around these blackjack tables, others uh, that are huddled around what looks like some kind of sort of roulette wheel table and people are, are drinking and they're laughing and they're cheering here and there. Uh, everyone who is working is dressed impeccably. They're all like it's all it's like a professional casino here. This is not any kind of like half, you know, half assery here. Uh, there is one room that looks kind of kind of different than the others where you see uh, you see there's a handful of folks that are kind of lingering about the rolling dice onto the table, but it doesn't look like a particularly familiar game. There's sort of like a, uh, a sort of a beautiful, uh, exotically dressed woman that's that's there kind of gesturing towards the uh, towards the table. And then there's a there's a kind of a, a smaller, shorter man. Um, you can tell. You're not Southeast Asian. You're not exactly sure. Just just sort of looking, but you can tell it's got that. Uh, and he's as he kind of explaining it to people here and there. And it's just some it's just a game that probably none of you are immediately familiar with, uh, but you could potentially be. Uh, and then as you start moving further, there's rooms with like rudimentary slot machines. <laughs> like you can see there's like people that are going through these uh, these kind of Liberty Bell machines and such. And you just hear ding, 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 ding. And then you hear some woman's like, ah, jackpot, jackpot. And you see all these tiny like you know, <laughs> coins and stuff start uh, funneling down and people are laughing left and right. And the whole time there's just this beautiful waft of of kind of uh, of tobacco, you know, but not in a like a stuffy, horrific sense. It's got this 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 sort of uh, uh, there's a texture to it in the air that just everything kind of in here smells like elegance in a certain way, American elegance, so to speak. Um, and as he continues to to pull you all down this lounge and he, he takes you down to this lounge area where you can see this is where the music's coming from. It's this dining table. You can see there's like dining, dining um, tables uh, kind of bolted to the sides of the walls and the ship here and there. Uh, you can see a few of them are private as there's these drapes and there's curtains that are kind of sheer somewhat that are kind of moving around little, little candles on the tables and these beautiful like red uh, uh, kind of red glasses. There's a huge space for dancing and there are several people who are dancing and you can see Marie up on a small a small stage. There is a jazz quartet and they are playing and playing and every and you can see huddling off to the side by a nearby bar uh, there, which you would imagine is, is, you know, a couple folks that are kind of looking up and they're waving and they're getting ready to come back up. And as you're looking a crooner starts going up, starts singing a jazz song and people can cheer. And then he kind of comes back down, grabs like a martini or something. And you see a songstress come up in her beautiful gown. She starts singing. It's all beautiful. Uh, and so you all are on the, uh, 
on the gambling ship. And so Ed will turn around and he will look at you and he will speak the question that Jeff is also going to ask. Like, well, what would you all like to do next? No, that's like, I thought this isn't for me. I'm leaving. <laughs> well, if that's the case, I regret to inform you. As I- <laughs> oh, uh, good. Well, I'm going to go praise the drinks. Check out the tables. Okay. Uh, so you can go, uh, so you can either choose to go up to the bar, grab a drink. You could also flag down any of these servers that are wandering around and make an order that way. So it's, it's, it's sort of up to you. Uh, and then, um, blackjack roulette. Uh, and then what you learn, uh, is they're referring to as high low. Uh, and, but then it's sort of being described as sick bow at the same time. So, but high low seems to be what like a lot of the, uh, the folks at the table are calling it. Um, these are the options you have. In the slot machines room, of course. Yeah, I'll do high low. Not familiar with from the East Coast. Okay. You you head on in and you can see there's three dice and they're just and there's like this grid on the table where people are making bets based upon the probability of like which you know what you know what the dice will sort of show up as. Uh, and as you go in, there's this woman who is quite tall, almost as tall as Shima. She's she's but you you can tell that part of it is this very um kind of flamboyant head kind of not a headdress that's overstating it like this this sort of display she's wearing a very fancy looking hat that kind of adds a couple inches and this glittering beautiful gown uh many people are many men at the table are talking to her are kind of asking her questions and she's answering it with this beautiful smile and the man will come over this this or a shorter man and he'll kind of collect money here and there and he'll direct people give you ideas on where you might actually uh, make bets um so if you would like to gamble uh you certainly could try yeah i'll country. give it a fair shot let's do okay. it okay all right uh i don't he's got think... 50 bucks burning a hole in his pocket <laughs> that's true <laughs> that's absolutely true um i mean we could just roll a luck test there's no reason not to just roll a luck test i've been lucky today have you <laughs> Yeah. Well, that's a roll. Yeah. I feel like you have the digital list. <laughs> okay. First, you come into the so room. Good. You drop a couple, a couple coins or buck or so down on the table. You hand it over to the man who's taking the bets. Uh, the woman kind of goes through and explains what's about to happen, and she takes the bets in. And then, once that happens, dice roll, and they kind of point out exactly where you've placed your money here and there, and like, and you're a winner. And so uh-huh. they kind of turn to you. They're like, ah, oh, you're a natural, natural. And then everyone cheers except for like a couple Amazing. people who failed. They're like, this game is bullshit. I don't like it. And then like they kind of take their money off. Going to go back to something normal and well-respected like blackjack. And they kind of like stomp out of the room in this horrible way. Okay. So Patrick, you're busy uh, making money in the high-low room. What about uh, Marie and Beverly and Shima? What are you up to? I think Beverly will ask Ed if he's ready to grab a drink and do the rounds and say hi to his friends. Well, let me see if any of them are here. Oh, well, yes. Uh, there, yes, there. Uh, I, I must, uh, or if I must you- remind you that uh, I don't want to overstate my relationship to them. I have met them. Uh, I have had a, a kind conversation with Miss Clarendon before, but I would not go as far to say that I am her friend. Oh. 
she wasn't specifying like the celebrities, just like in general his friends. Because as he we do like a circuit around, she kind of wants to just check people out. Okay, yeah, and so uh, you'll grab a drink at the bar, and he'll just he'll just escort you. You're on his you're kind of on his elbow there, all around the room, checking in on people, talking to people left and right. Is there something you're looking mm-hmm. for? So she's just kind of like paying attention to um, the she's looking for members of like the Okone family um, or anyone who might seem like they're really involved in like the mob business or like the nectar half of things Mm -hmm. um, without drawing too much attention to herself. You looking for drug deals. Yeah, oh, she's like. just observing <laughs> kind of what's happening at the party, getting the lay of the land. Roll uh, a psychology test. Okay. As you are trying to read people. You're looking around saying, I'm just hmm, going to rip it. Are you a gangster? Unless you're going up and be like, are you a gangster? Do you sell drugs? <laughs> uh, 11. <laughs> under 61. Okay. Three uh, stars. You most certainly see... Uh, some very uh, mafioso-like folks around here. And they all seem to be grouped together. Each of them has a beautiful woman uh, sitting sitting next to him or her. And you can see that there's drinks on the table and they're listening to the the, the music. And when, like, the quartet stops, one of them will shout out and they'll just shout out the name. Hey, play this one there, Jack! And then they're like... Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And it'll all start playing around, too. And like you can tell they kind of have like the run of the place. There's a kind of an air of an authority there. Mm. Um, and in terms of but in terms of looking for uh, for drugs, you you do notice there is an, a, an extensive amount of drinking being done. You notice that there are many people that are officially kind of getting cigars and such. But then there are some folks uh, who you see are kind of request one thing and they're directed to a different portion of the ship. Uh, and when they come back, you can see they have a little bit of energy and, and sort of zip in their step that they might not have had uh, moments prior. Mm, okay. And she just kind of like makes note of that section of the ship and sure. then is planning to tell the girls when we meet back up. Absolutely. Okay. Uh, what about Maria or Shima? What are you two doing? So Maria's going to go um, try to chat up the musicians a bit. Okay. So she's okay. just going to go over super complimentary of the set. Oh, luck that test. Been... Oh, dear. <laughs> Why are you doing that? Why do you say, oh, dear? Why is it always negative? <laughs> Uh, yeah, that's a 17 under 78. So you go over at a time in which like maybe um, maybe like the sort of trumpet player kind of takes a step back, puts the brass down, takes a few steps off the stage, goes up to the bar while kind of a smaller little quieter number happens. You see a handful of couples get out. There's some more slow dancing that are occurring, kind of orders a drink and he takes a sip and he looks over and he kind of kind of waves at you. Even there, miss you. Miss, did anyone tell you you got you look like the spitting image of Sissy May from uh oh where was that place at? And he throws out the name of some random sort of Chicago uh, speakeasy or such that you have maybe played at one point. Yeah, I saw uh, you, 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 the spitting image. I'll I'll never forget that kind of face. 
you know, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I'm not entirely sure that that is what uh, people have said necessarily. Oh, really? Well, 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 you never know. You know, I, I, I read somewhere that it's possible all of us have a twin somewhere else in the world, you know, and it's just a matter of kind of, you know, moving along. There's only so many ways I would imagine the face can kind of be rearranged and such before you start getting some duplicates. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? Probably true. Probably true. Uh, and yeah. she'll kind of compliment, you know, kind of the last, you know, set that they did and, and yeah. you know, the choice of songs and just... Oh, that's very kind. Yeah, I'm pretty sure Jack was a touch-off key, uh, but that's fine. We'll get it squared away. It's only about a fourth or fifth uh, fifth tonight. We got plenty of sets for the rest of the evening. Uh, but uh, but I appreciate the kind words. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. Uh, if there's any uh, any songs as such you'd like us to play, be more than happy. We're all very... Uh, we, have, we have a whole arsenal prepared, but we're, we're happy to take requests, especially for a beautiful woman like yourself. Well, I, I'm sure the... Things that you play that make you the most happy are the things that will make all of us enjoy the evening the most. What's you know, your that's favorite? A, that's a wonderful way to put it. You know, no one really talks too much about what we as the musicians want. You know, they, everyone just kind of shouts out, do this, do that. And at that point, you hear the, like, pray this word, Jack, from one of the, like, one of the mafias. He is the very kind <laughs> fellas, the very generous, the very generous, absolutely. But we're always constantly being asked, and that's the fourth time you've already played it. And we've only been here for 45 minutes. So, you know. Once they get more booze in them, they kind of forget to remind us what it is we got to play. We start letting things a little bit looser, that kind of thing. And plus, uh, to everyone's ear, we start sounding better. So, anyhow. I, you know, I was wondering, you know, who are the kind of folks that you might be expecting to see tonight? You know, sometimes you get a little word about who might be uh, on the boat tonight. Any uh, names or faces to look out for? Worried? No, no. Yeah, call me family. They got this thing on lockdown. They don't let anyone on here without, uh, you know, without a stern and, uh, and and sort of thorough background check as such. I know that, uh, from what I hear, there's uh, the governor and such aren't particularly happy with this whole enterprise out here on the water, but uh, the legality of the situation's really murky, you know? So, uh... So I don't really think we're going to expect anything uh, anything crazy like a raid or something. If that's what you're worried about, nah, don't worry oh, about Oh, no, 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 not at all. I just, you know, sometimes that, you know, I can look a little bit in the know with some of my friends if I can say, oh, I know that, you know, so-and-so is oh. going to be here tonight and then they show up. I was just wondering if you might oh. have a few tips on, you know. I see what you're talking about. Mind. You're talking about like celebrities and such. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. We always yes. get a few. We always get a few. Uh, mostly the dames, to be honest. They, they're the ones who kind of come out a little bit more than the than a gentleman do. I think you know, uh, between you and me, I think that the, the, yeah. the, 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 the actors, they, they act a big game on screen. But then when they're face-to-face -face with actual mafioso, they, they feel a little intimidated. Not the dames, though. The dames, they love the danger. All due respect, you know, of course. Oh, no. See, I, I heard a rumor that sometimes Olivia Clarendon comes to these. Is that... Does oh, that sure, sometimes? sure. I've met her oh, two, three times now. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, she's a sweetheart. It's very, very private, doesn't she... So usually her and her her, uh, her friend, uh, uh, Miss McAvoy, uh, they uh, they usually take one of them quarter booths over there. 
most of the time it's when uh, Mr. Wakone himself graces the presence. Usually they're not here too early. They kind of come somewhere in the middle of the night and such. Uh, as far as I know, unless she's got that premiere, I don't, I don't really keep up with the papers as much as I used to. It's not really my scene too much. But uh, yeah, if she's here tonight, she'll probably be here somewhere midway through the night. They like to make an entrance. Uh, Mr. Mr. Wakone is a very generous man. Very generous man. Very friendly. Well, see, now that is the kind of information that will get me a little cachet with my friends tonight when I predict where they might sit and when they come in. So, and she looks for sort of like a, a kind of tip jar kind of oh, an area. And there, and there absolutely is one. You can see right at the edge of the stage. You draw, yeah, oh, it's so, so very truck. kind of you. It's so very, oh, that's, man, that's, 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 that's too much. That's very, that's too much. We've barely played anything. Well, it, it, it appears that the, those who are making the most requests do not appear to have found their way over to your tip jar. So, you know, the appreciation needs to come from somewhere. Well, you're very, very kind. And if there's a song that we could play for you as a way of saying thank you, I would be more than happy to get me and the fellas to play it. Are you sure? He kind of looks at you. Hmm. Uh, I don't know. That voice. Are you sure you don't want to... Uh... Mm. All right. I won't pry. I won't pry. That's the last thing you want to do on this boat. Everyone here, everyone here has got something in their life that they're doing, whether the politicians, police officers, criminals, celebrities. Don't pry. That's the one rule around here. It's probably more rules, but that's the one I hear a lot. Don't pry. You know, if there's anything that we've learned over the last... 15 or so years is you don't ask questions and everyone's business is, is their own. So she's kind of referring to kind of like prohibition, which is past, but you know, kind of during of course. that time frame. You understand. You sure? Okay. And she'll just well, thank you. wink and turn on her heel and walk away. Okay. And you overhear him like speaking to him like, Frankie, I think, I think that's Sissy May from Chicago. You remember? What are you talking about? Why would Sissy May be out here in LA? She's from Chicago. You just said it. I'm like, no, seriously, I think it is. And then you, you get out of earshot at that point. The music takes over. Uh, let's check in uh, with Shima. What has Shima been doing? What's her? What's the first thing that she does here? Uh, so Shima was super excited to come tonight. Like first time on a boat and uh, first time on a party like this and and everything. And uh, but like. She's been getting weird looks and the novelty has kind of worn off a lot faster than she thought it would. And she looks around and everyone is very clearly in their element and she is really not. <laughs> and um, so she tries to kind of recenter herself to look for the actresses specifically. Okay. And uh, okay. if if she finds them, let, let me know. Go ahead and roll spot hidden. That's fine. Okay. She's just like her. You're kind of like wallflowering it up a little bit. <laughs> yeah. I, I imagine Shima's kind of wallflowering up. And, and the longer you're by yourself, since everyone kind of left you, maybe like you're you're like getting shorter and shorter. I really, to... really am. I okay. and if I can't find them, I'm gonna find where the waitstaff is having a smoke and go out there. Okay. <laughs> 
Uh, what did you say? Spot Hayden? Spot Hayden will do, yeah. Where the fuck is my Spot Hayden? <laughs> Everything's <laughs> alphabetized. <Sorry. laughs> oh, goodness. oh sorry. I had somebody else's shoot open it. God damn yeah, it. That's all good. Sorry. Under sorry. a sleight of hand. Yeah, yeah. I'm trying. God, give me, sorry. Give me one sec. My computer's being funny. No worries at all. Cool. That's <gasps> a <laughs> so four under whatever you the guys fuck. are on fire tonight with your roles. You are doing amazing job. I'm glad uh, this isn't, you know, like a really important scene or anything like that. So. <laughs> okay. You... You notice as you're sitting there, you're getting more and more wallflower. A couple folks have kind of come past you and just like, and you just kind of overhear them like, they're going to probably have to put an extra couple inches on this roof if they're going to let folks like that in, you know? Uh, and you just hear these, these little voices. Yeah, and you just get a little smaller and smaller. Yeah. And then maybe you hear like a woman's voice. It's like, oh my God, you call that a lady? She can't even stand up straight. Oh, goodness. You're giving us all a bad name. They just kind of scream out. And like, it's just, it's just vicious after a while. Yeah. And just as it looks like you're ready to turn and go find. She's like the, about to burst into yeah. tears. <laughs> you turn to go back down the hallway and you bump into somebody. <clears throat> and when you do that, you hit a guy who is roughly your height and you hit him right in the chest. But that's and he's just hugely like, surprising, first of all, because very few yeah. people are her height. <laughs> and you so look up. I think she's surprised. And you see a uh, a man who has two beautiful woman women on either arm, uh, and I got a picture for you. I will share with you now. Uh, and he has he's very tall. He's not particularly like he's 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 very tall and kind of lanky in some respects, but you can tell he's kind of filled out, uh, kind of well uh, well combed hair, clean shaven. You notice that he he looks very friendly. Uh, in his face, in terms of his mouth, he kind of kind of smiles, but his eyes, there's something about his eyes that kind of give you a little bit of the of the creeps. And uh, he just says, well, hey there, where you, where you headed oh, to there? I'm, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm so sorry. I just. Um, oh, no, I, no, I think no. I, I was in some, uh, people's, some people's way. I'm just I'm just trying to get out of people's way. I'm, I'm you're sorry. You're not in I'm anyone's so way. Well, you're kind of in our way a little bit. And you look to your left. You look to his left and you look to his right and you see Olivia Clarendon. And Evelyn McAvoy. And in the middle, standing up right between the two of them, is Massimo Akone. He's like, no, 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 no. You head your you, you head on back in there right now. You're getting you're getting in our way. Now come on, come on, come on. And they're like pushing the three of them. They're blocking the hall as they're moving. And you know what this uh, is? Come on. You uh, look you look a mess. Oh, you oh, are you crying? You crying oh, there? No, no I'm, oh god, I'm so sorry. I'm so this is and so you, embarrassing. You, I'm sorry. The, the raven-haired woman is like, Maxie, start, could be nice. She's having a... Are you okay, sweetheart? Is this someone... Does someone do something terrible? No, no, I just... I, I, I... You're, just, just, you're messing I just your makeup up. Oh, goodness. Oh, jeez. And she just starts reaching out like, oh, God, I don't... Oh, I don't know if there's anything we can do about it. And, and Olivia Clarendon, blonde, is on the other side, is being very, very quiet. And she's just like, I'm going to go get our table. If that's all right. And you see, she just very like kind of glamorously and like, like just starts walking through the room and there's like this hush on the crowd. And like even the, the band just drops down just a little bit as she walks through and everyone just kind of looks and it's like she doesn't even notice it's happening. But do you imagine she is? But like 
Massimo is there and he's like, now nah, listen, nah, there's no reason for you to get so upset. Now, come on, come on, come on, kid. If there's someone said anything bad to you, just let me know. I'll put a bullet in his brain. No problem. Maxie, stop it. That I, You know I hate it when you do that and just kind of slaps him uh, a little bit uh, like playfully. And he's like, Olivia, and, now, come uh, on, come on. Have a, have a drink with us. Uh, I'll introduce you to, to Olivia. You like the movies? You like the I, films? I... I I I do, sir. But I I sir. You don't I'm have sorry. To do, did my you, father you walk in? Do this. Did you, did uh, uh, Evie? You see my father around here? Maxie, your father's dead. You know your father's dead. And they're just kind of going back like this. This old married couple. It's like, nah, nah. Come on, come on, come on. And he like holds his arm out where Olivia just vacated it for you to grab. Like, come on now. And she looks down, kind of confused. She's like, and looks at him like he must be making a mistake. <laughs> This is my and ship, you know. Everyone's here because I allow them to be. I just offered you my arm. Are you oh, not going to take it? No, uh, I'm, I'm sorry, sir. <laughs> if you say sorry to me one more time, I'm going to get some of my boys to throw you off. And you hear, like, Maxie, you're scaring the little thing. And he just, like, then you see as he's looking at you with this serious face, these dark eyes. And, you like, you look him in the eyes and, like, I would say, Shima, roll a psychology test. Roll a psychology test. As he's looking down at you, his eyes are just, like, burning holes through you, but his mouth starts to grin as, like, as, as Evie, as Evelyn uh, gets a little bit, uh, gets a little bit playful with him. Sorry, tell me again what psychology. psychology. Yeah, give me a psychology roll. Uh, so 21 under an 81. Shima, with a hard success, you get the sense that up until Evie smacked him on the shoulder and told him to stop being so scary, that he was 100% serious and that he was going to throw you off the ship. <laughs> and that he was kind of angry, but then now he seemed now he's smiling. At least his face is smiling, and he's holding his arm out. She gingerly takes his arm at the realization, and he leads the two of you over towards where Olivia Clarendon has already taken a seat in the booth, and all of you sit around the table. Uh, at this point, drinks don't even need to be ordered. They're already rushed over. They know exactly what everybody wants and they start handing them out. And then you see Amazing. this this server. He, he's kind of looking at you. Uh, I'm I'm sorry, Mr. Coney. I, 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 uh, what can I get you? What, uh, what can I'll, I get you? I'll just I'll just have whatever's cheapest. Just some Mr. some water, I, I guess. Mr. Connie, just get a what? Just get a what? Liv is having. What's wrong with you? Get on out of here! Get on out of here! And he just kind of does that, and then he calls out. He's like, "Hey, Frankie, play that song I like." And like midway through the song, they completely shift, just like that, and they don't even think about it, and they immediately oh, shift yes. over to a new song. And with that, we will shift over uh, to somewhere else in Los Angeles as we go to wherever Pastor Wood is heading next. What is Pastor Wood doing next? All right. Uh, I am winging this. I've been thinking about this the whole time, and I still don't have a good solution. Uh, so I know that the <laughs> cops are watching the car that I park. Okay. So I want to go the other direction and uh, hop on a bus. Okay. Uh, and just... You know, take it a couple stops, uh, try to lose them that way. 
And then I want to stop by like a payphone or something if those exist yet. I don't know. I want to try and find a phone. I have looked at it. Payphones exist. Yeah. Okay. I want a phone book. Uh, I don't know if those exist either, but I, I want to try and look up Pisner that way. There are public records offices and such. Uh, I don't know. If, it's a little I late, don't though. know if phone books exist, but I don't want to stymie over this kind of stuff. So we'll say something like that can be accessed. It feels sure. like it could be like an operator call at that. I point think so. To... I think that's a fair thing. Okay. To do. Then, yeah, uh, I want to try and I want to track down Pisner is what I'm doing. And okay. I'm thinking just public records or whatever. Okay. We'll say if you it's if you look them up or if you. Uh, if you call, um, if you call an operator, you give the name, um, it's Pisner is not a common name, but there are a handful of Pisners around the County. And she's like, um, I'm sorry, darling. There's just no, uh, there's no Jack. There's a Jonathan, Jonathan Pisner. Yeah. Yeah. That sounds about right. Jack, well, you know, John- that's his nickname. Well, okay, if you say so. One three three six East Seventh Street, apartment B seven. I think I should have brought a pen. Can you say that one more time? Oh sure. One three three six East Seventh Street, apartment B seven. You are a darling. Thank you very much. <laughs> Listen to you, flatterer, and then click. Click. <laughs> <laughs> Somewhere. Uh, and I start Mrs. heading that way through Mrs. public transportation. Is like, <gasps> okay, yeah. What are you she doing? wakes up. <laughs> she I'm wakes I'm up. headed to the address. Uh, <laughs> I headed to that address through public transportation. Okay. Uh, when you head over there, um, you are in a neighborhood that would actually is actually many years from now is going to be known as Skid Row. Is essentially where you're at. Uh, it's kind of um, sounds pleasant. Rel- relatively seedy looking neighborhood even now and the apartment building as well uh you can see that there are more than a handful of people loitering around in alleyways on streets some um drunken some insubordinate um you don't really see much of a police presence uh but there there definitely are eyes everywhere a handful of the apartment buildings that you look up at this relatively dark building are lit uh but not all of them uh, what would you like to do? Uh, so the address is an apartment building then? Yeah, it is an apartment building. Number B7. Uh, I want to go to someone who looks like they loiter quite often in the area. Mm-hmm. And okay. I want to ask him, uh, hello, I'm looking for a friend of mine, uh, Jack Pisner. I believe he lives around here. You wouldn't happen to know if uh, you've seen him around. And they... Do I look like your fucking secretary? I pull out my wallet, take out $10. What's your spending limit? $10. a day. Is it 10 <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> okay. Roll a test to see if this 10 bucks is enough. Uh, you can get... Uh, yeah, you can. Yeah, you you uh, we can make it whatever you want, whatever it is, like whatever technique you're using. If you're uh, just persuade, I think. Sure, that's fine. I'll take some audience boosts. I'll of course take you two. Will. Of course you will. Uh, didn't need them though. Fifty-two under eighty would have been sixty. Okay. All right. So, um, between the bribe 
and you're persuade. He takes it and he's like, maybe I do look like your secretary. Anyhow, what do you want, sir? Cup of coffee, little pat on the bum. I'm just wondering if you've seen Jack around. Jack. Yeah. Jack Pisney. What does he look like? I'll give him the description that Patrick gave me. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. Squarely looking fella. Hook nose. Yeah, I know that guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You better be careful around here, bud. Yeah. You're lucky you talk to me and not to that guy over there or that lady over there. He's got a... Got a little bit of a network, you know what I'm saying? But, uh, oh, really? But you've He's purchased, that kind of guy? Uh, oh, yeah. But don't worry. You've purchased, you purchased old Billy's loyalty at least for the next day. <laughs> I will, like, force a chuckle out just to, like, uh, emphasize the camaraderie, but it, it's pretty clear that Pastor Wood's not mm-hmm. feeling humorous. Have I seen him lately? Yeah. He's not in there now, if that's what you're talking about. I don't think he is, anyhow. Oh, that's unfortunate. I I was hoping to speak with him. Uh, You wouldn't happen to know around what time he normally comes around? Do you have any habits or anything? He usually leaves pretty early. Gone most of the day. Comes back in around around dark. Sleeps of the night. Sometimes goes back out. You know, that sort of thing. But I haven't seen him. But, uh, I did hear something. Oh, really? And what was that? I hear that he's, uh, he's on the hunt, you know, as what he does. On the hunt? He's a hunter? Well, something like that. Yeah, he, uh, apparently, you know, back in the war, you know, he was, uh, Tracker type, you know. Uh, what do they call him? Uh, sort of like assassiny, you know. Send him in somewhere, take someone out. Made it look like someone just slipped and fell on a bar of soap or something. That kind of guy. <laughs> I appreciate the information. Uh, you said your name was Billy, right? It's a pleasure to meet you. Uh, I'll go you know, ahead and, uh, uh... You know, I also heard something else. The guy he's hunting is an old fella. Got a bit of a southern drawl. Well, it's a good thing I'm not old, then. <laughs> of course. You're absolutely right, sir. You are not old. <laughs> you got a lot of years left in you. <laughs> Well, I feel more fortunate now that I've got a friend like you. And uh, I'll I'll take out of my cash uh, another $10 and give it to him. Because he, he's like, as you're doing, he's like, $10 will get you as me as, get me as a secretary. Ain't going to get me to be your friend. And you hand him over to the other. All right, old pal. What do you want? Nothing much at all. Man. Just uh, forget you even saw me. How about that? Absolutely. Easy. Easy to do. No problem at all. Now, uh, I can't necessarily say that all these other folks are gonna, are gonna forget that you were here, but, uh, maybe you have more $10 in there to start handing them out. <laughs>
Fortunately, I don't have that kind of money. I appreciate your willingness to help me out, but uh, I, I think as long as I've got you as a friend, I don't need to worry about the others, do I? You're pretty perceptive for a old. You're pretty perceptive for a young man. Don't worry. Well, I suppose pal. I'll just continue to enjoy this nice night air. Sure, sure. And you definitely, you definitely shouldn't go enjoy it over on 14th. Little, uh, little Irish bar. Definitely want to not go over there because you probably wouldn't enjoy it. Because I hear, I hear old Jackie business sometimes, uh, wets his whistle. I appreciate that. I wouldn't want to be over there if, uh, Jack was hunting for someone like me. He might confuse me for an old man. Well, from what I hear, when he's on the hunt, uh, he keeps it pretty clean. Kind of gets a little obsessed, you know. Yeah, scorched earth policy or something. Yeah. Doesn't just take out the target sometimes. Takes out a few other things around. What do they call it? Collateral damage? <laughs> oh, I, I've heard of that. I, In fact, I was talking with my good friend Jack the other day, and uh, he, he was telling me that uh, collateral good damage, he said, Jack. right? You're better well, friends, friends with, with Jack. Jack than you are with me? Come on, I feel cheated. Well, I wouldn't say better. I wouldn't say better. But uh, Jack was telling me something about his uh, cousin Mo ended up as collateral damage. Poor guy. Big dumb idiot, that one. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, I hear a bullet got put in his brain. Made me laugh a little bit, because I imagine that bullet's probably bigger than any brain that's ever been sitting inside that skull. <laughs> I'm sorry, I don't mean to speak ill of the dead. <laughs> Well, Billy, I appreciate your friendship, and uh, hopefully I'll see you again soon. Oh, us old friends? Of course. We're going to do this all the time. <laughs> uh, and I'll uh, head off and uh, walk around the block a bit. Mm -hmm. uh, how, would I know how far away that bar would be? Uh, just a couple blocks. It's, walk it's walking distance, pretty simply. You're on 7th. It's just going to 14th. Yeah, I suppose I'd go to the bar first. I really wanted to break into his apartment, but I'd rather see him. Okay. If he's uh, there. Okay. So I'll so start walking. Go. Okay. So you're going to head over to the bar. Okay. We will switch from that bar, however, and we will go to a bar that is currently floating on the water. We'll check in with, though, with Patrick Price first. Patrick, you've been gambling around uh, inside the high-low room. Uh, what have you been doing? Look at that, Henry. Another know. win. Okay. Let's keep it so, rolling. Oh, you, I've never seen someone with so much luck. My goodness. You, you, you've got, you got youth. You've got, you got looks. You got, you got luck. You got everything. Jerry, was it? Oh, Jerry, oh, right. my boy. Oh, goodness. If I was, if I was your age, if I had your looks, if I had your look, I'd take the world by the onions. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Buy me a drink. 
Hey. Of course. For that good advice, old pal. And he kind of like waves down someone. They kind of come over. You pay. You pay a little. Uh, you, you just drop a little little wad down there, and they're thank you very much. Sir. And then you they they water off, and they bring back a drink. Oh God, I didn't even understand this game when I sat down. I I, I was just saying numbers left and right. So I still don't understand it, but it's working. I think you just put your money there, or you put your money there, and then those little dice roll, and then things match, and then she tells us that you're rich. I think she fancies you is really what I think it is, but uh, that's neither here nor there. And then you see, like, the woman, this beautiful, exotic-looking woman, she just kind of looks over, and she kind of gives both of you, like, a little wink, and then the dice roll again. And Patrick, you win again. Look at that. Uh-uh. And other people are starting to like bet the same things that you're betting. So the crowd's getting all excited now at this point. Yeah, I'm just trying to garner attention, maybe get access to other parts of the boat. Okay. Uh, so do you leave Henry? It's always Henry. Uh, you leaving? Hey, I'll be back. Let's, if you're here all night. I'll save you seat. It's it was pleasure talking to you. I, I hope uh, we should we should play some more. It's it's a good, it's a good. Yeah, you do absolutely. And uh, it's a kind of an old older man, bald with like white along the sides, like kind of white white and gray sideburns and such. Um, explains that he, he's some sort of politician, town official kind of type, but not like anything high up. It's definitely somewhere kind of middle management area. But he's very very friendly. Uh, and very, very uh, drunk. Uh, but you start looking around. So where is it you're looking to go? What are you looking to do? What's your objective here? Let's see. I know... Because there's like the sex parties from the photos that are like on boats. So I'm trying to find those rooms. Maybe... The sex parties were... The, the, the photos were of a very lavish and elegant place. Uh, and you did see outdoor and indoor. There was nothing to suggest that was on boats. Okay. Yeah. I'll still try to get access to those places just to investigate those. Just want to look around. You want to try to sneak into places you're not supposed to not supposed exactly. to get. Yeah. Okay. Uh, that's a stealth, buddy. Unless there's another tactic that you want to take. Stealth is pretty good for me, so I'll roll it. All right. Give it a rip. At a sixty. <laughs> Guess never see Patrick again. <laughs> or Jerry. At a fifty-three regular success. <laughs> Okay. Uh, so, as you, uh, I mean, the, the 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 definitely the the boat gets fuller and fuller. More people start showing up. Uh, you hear down the hall rumor that uh, Mister Kone has shown up, and the party's really getting started. You hear whispers, uh, "Oh, Olivia Clarendon's here! <gasps> I saw Evelyn McAvoy!" And then they're like, kind of dropping all these different names of, of of various folks, like professional athletes and professional, you know, uh, like professional musicians and such and such. Um, and amongst the crowd, you try to sneak around, you look for places where most of the patrons aren't going. And what you do is you, you really kind of find the holds of the ship. Um, you kind of sneak on down and the only people that come and go down here seem to be folks who are working the ship. Uh, and so you, you manage to see the door kind of closing once and you just stick a foot just before it closes. You wait a couple beats, look around and then you slide in. And you slip on down into the holes of the ship. Various cargo things, just like the just like the level above, have been partitioned in such a way as to kind of like retrofitted. And, and like you, you can hear voices. You can see there's some lantern light around. Um, very dark down here, nonetheless. 
uh, but you can hear some voices and people are kind of calling out and they're just like basically calling out for for different booze and booze and such like that like they're calling out for this ingredient then you're like wait wait you put the rest of this wait you put the rest of that you hear those types of things and people are calling out left and right uh so what do you want to do down here just snoop around into the crevices boxes whatever i can find okay if you just want to take if you move around peeking take an inventory of things I'll tell you what you find is a whole mess load of booze. Just so much. Like there is just an alarming amount. We're talking everything from hard liquors to wines and champagnes and things like that. Some that look extremely fancy and expensive. Some that look more kind of homemade and such here and there. Um, You find that there are entire stacks and stacks of cigarettes, of cigars, some of which are extraordinarily fancy. Um, You don't really notice any kind of anyone messing with them. Like you don't really see like people switching labels or anything like that. Everything seems pretty much on the up and up. Uh, You also find what looks like some crates as you start peeking around in them. Drugs. Like it's, it's more illicit stuff. You see like kind of bricks of this, bricks of that. Uh, you would probably be able to recognize things like cocaine and opium, stuff like that. Uh, but that's about it. Yeah, not too surprising. Knowing the family yeah, nothing name. really surprising. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll sneak a pack of cigars out. Sleight of hand, buddy. Sleight of hand. Sleight of hand to 60. from a mob family? You, hey, you are... You are the luckiest <laughs> piece of shit. Extreme success. Extreme success is over 60. You freaking guy. Yeah, you snap, You get the highest quality cigarettes or cigar, whatever it is that you would have wanted. You grab, you tuck it under, under your coat, and you slip back out into the crowd. No one's the wiser. All right? Okay. Anything? Where, where would Patrick be heading next? Where the crowds have gathered. Right, you start heading over towards the lounge. You start looking around for your friends. You see Shima in a freaking booth with Olivia freaking Clarendon and Evelyn freaking McAvoy and the guy who apparently Beverly said was the head of the LA Mafia. And she and there's Shima in a booth with them. Drinking and there's music playing. Yeah. Well, look at that. She works fast. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Beverly and Ed, have you been circling around? Maybe you've been dancing a few times here and there. What 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 would Bev be up to when uh, when Patrick comes back? And what has Bev been doing? I think maybe so. They've been dancing, kind of making the rounds, meeting friends oh, yeah. and stuff. Drinking. And I, I, yeah, I think at one point. Uh, oh, Ed did. <laughs> I mean, I thought his body Ed's was an a entertainer. Temple. What? Well. He's like, uh, now, nah, darling, my uh, my body is a temple, but uh, sometimes you need a little pick me up to make it through the evening, you know. Uh, oh. got to keep up with me. I see. All right. Uh, well, and- yes, indeed. I hear stamina is uh, a, a sought-after characteristic in men of my age. Yes, and she just kind of nods and pats his his shoulder. Um, <laughs> And she's going to wander over to the games uh, where they're like blackjack and all that. Yeah. And um, he's following uh, along. Yeah. Like a like a a puppet dog. 
Yeah, and she's just kind of like getting the lay of the land. Um, and she wants to find like a, a table that's not super active and maybe like engage with um, the uh, person who's working. Okay. Uh, all right. Uh, so you notice that the the place that probably has the least, I mean, every one of these rooms, none of them are, none of them are like empty. They all have people in them. It is like this whole ship is just, just there's packed. very few quiet places, but of all the, of all the places, it does seem like the blackjack table is actually the quietest. Um, there definitely seems to be a lot of excitement in the roulette area and the slot machine area and the high low. Cause everyone's like, it kind of excited. It's the new thing that everyone's sort of excited about. And then the slot machines are making noise and they're bright and they're making a lot, you know, this and that. And then everyone mm-hmm. with the roulette, you hear them call all kind of shout out and scream together. But the blackjack, it seems to be the quieter of the rooms. Yeah. So she'll sit down to play. Um, and then, um, maybe turn to Ed and see, Oh, um, I finished my drink a little fast. Would you mind running and getting me another one? I would be more than I would more than happy to, my dear. One moment, please. And he goes. He's kind of looking around to see if there's like a like a, a server in here that he can get it from. But if he does, well, I'll just run to the ball really quick. You're gonna be fine without me. I'll be waiting. None of these gentlemen are gonna steal this lady right here. None of y'all gentlemen, y'all. You, there ain't no gentlemen in here, are there? And they all kind of look up at him, and a couple of them laugh. Others like kind of mm-hmm. look at him all curmudgeonly, like "Man, fuck off!" Like you kind of get a little bit of a mix of reaction, <laughs> yeah. and then he heads off to get you a drink. So you're by yourself for a moment. Yeah. So she uh, wants to like strike up a conversation with the dealer. Okay. Um, uh, I'm looking for a bit of a pick me up. Uh, do you, where would I have to go for that? You, uh, you're looking for, uh, something to keep you going through the night? Is that what it is? Or are you looking for something to take the edge off? Um, and she would describe more of, like, what the people who seemed to, like, go off into where she thought, like, the nectar was and, like, sure. what they were like when they came back. Okay, well... And he reaches underneath the table. He pulls out what looks to be like this little token. Uh, you just head on over down that hall. Up to that big fella over there. You hand that over. You tell him uh, You tell him what you want. You give him a little bit of money. You give him a little bit of extra if you want it clean. And, uh, and there you go. Bob's your uncle. What? Thank you. Uh, when welcome. that handsome man comes back, can you just ask him, tell him I went to the powder room? handsome man i'm sorry madam i only saw like a an old man with you and she just winks <laughs> uh, <laughs> in the sense of like you know maybe she's you know sure, gold sure. digging a little bit and absolutely uh, absolutely no problem and I'll then come back and you play a hand or two later love to i know the house is pretty friendly to to dolls who look as good as you do. Stop. And then uh, she'll uh, smile again, like over her shoulder yeah. as she leaves. Yeah. And you hear like some of the, like the curmudgeons are playing like, like Freddie, what the fuck, man? Can we just deal the fucking cards? God damn it. Uh, you freaking flirt. Okay. Uh, so Beverly, you head over in the direction of where you were pointed. There's this 
big old dude, like 350. He's just like if muscle was a person. Like that's all it is. And he's just there mm-hmm. and he looks down at you. Can I help you, ma'am? Um, I have, and she gives him the coin. Uh, what's your favorite flavor? Vanilla or chocolate? Um, vanilla? One moment. And he knocks on the door and it kind of slides open. One order of... What would you say? Chocolate? I'm sorry, I totally forgot your answer. Vanilla. One order of vanilla, please. And he kind of hands over the token. Runs away and he just kind of stands there and he's kind of looking down at you and he's just... While you're waiting. So, uh... You enjoying yourself? Yeah, this place is really nice. You guys have a wonderful... Uh, setup. It's great. Yeah, we work really hard on it. Wanna, you know, the service industry... It's a noble profession. Really is in a fantastic job. Mm-hmm. How long have you been working here? Oh, me? I've been at this uh, about 18 months or so. Yeah. That's Mr. exciting. Mr. Kone is uh, he's a very wonderful employer. Unless you, uh, unless you poke around in places in business you're not supposed to poke around in. Then he pokes out your eyes and he feeds them to fishes. Oh. Mm. Okay. Uh, well, I hope just partaking doesn't... got a thing about keep... eyes. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Uh, thank you for the heads up. I haven't met him yet. Um, I think he's here. I heard, uh, I heard his song. Him and, uh, oh. him and Evie got a song together. Yeah. Oh, that's sweet. Yeah. I suppose so. Yeah. How long has he been sweet on her? Well, I think it's more the other way around. Yeah. Oh. Not that he doesn't like her, but uh, she's more means to an end. Mm-hmm. Oh. Just doesn't roll, want to um, be... Beverly, roll a charm or something. We're gonna, give me a roll. Okay. Oh, God. Hell yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess it's charm. Um, I think Charm makes the most sense, yeah. Yeah, I would like one boost, please. Okay. Okay. God damn, 79. You can spend luck or you could push it if you want. Um. But if you push, you can't spend luck. We we went over that before. That's true, yeah. Do I even have enough? Uh, You would need, was that 44? Oof. Um, why not? This is fun. Uh, exactly. I'll spend it. That's exactly the right answer. He's like, hell uh, yes. I'm not really supposed to say, but the, you know, the cops have been getting kind of uppity. You know, they. I mean, there's plenty that we got on the payroll and such, but uh, there's some Boy Scouts out there. No one likes a Boy Scout, but there's some out there, and they want to crack down. And, get in this mm. trade and that trade and they uh you know they cracked on on some of the places you know the warehouses and things they haven't quite worked up the courage to come out on the water with us but uh we don't really like having too much of uh certain products here you know and he kind of like opens his opens his jacket and points to his weapon mm-hmm. it's the type of thing you don't really want around a bunch of drunk people you know and he, uh, yeah 
one place that we figured that he figured out that the glass ain't gonna look a rich beautiful young starlet's home <laughs> he's got all wrapped around his finger oh, beautiful thing love will make you do crazy things yes it will he's speaking of which uh I get him off in about 10 minutes. Uh, you want to get a drink, maybe? Uh, yeah, I have. Do my dance card is kind of full, but if you find me, oh, okay. I'll no, save I you understand. a dance. It kind of does like, he kind of does the Shima thing where he's like, oh, I understand. I understand. Yeah, I'm just a big dumb goop. You know, you don't want to. I understand. No. A woman who looks like you doesn't want to be, you know, big old piece of meat like me. I, I understand. I understand. You better come and give me a dance. Uh, uh, no, I mean, why not? I wonder what's taking so long. Uh, hey, what's going on? Hey, guys. And then you see, like, a little bag, basically cocaine you just ordered, and he hands it over to you. Yeah. Like, uh, uh, there you go. Enjoy your vanilla uh, ice cream cone. And and she'll pay him or whatever that she needs to, and then she does oh, pat his shoulder. Uh, All uh, right. Uh, I'll be waiting for my dance. Okay. Uh, yes, ma'am. Uh, enjoy yourself. And and she smiles brightly and like walks away. Okay. Uh, let's check back in with Marie. What has Marie been doing this whole time? Patrick's been sneaking around. Beverly has been flirting with everybody. What would Ed think? <laughs> oh, good. He'd be right. like, hell yeah. Let's my <laughs> He's own like, party. invite him. Invite him. <laughs> He's that kind I love of guy. It. Let's do He's it. He's that kind of it. guy. That's how I'm playing Ed. It's like the more the merrier, sweetheart. Absolutely. Yes. Pineapple cufflinks. <laughs> I'm so <Exactly>. into that. <laughs> it's like I would like a pina colada, please. i will quite enjoy my pineapple. Uh, uh, Keep dropping those hints. <laughs> uh, Marie, what have you been up to? Um. I would say that Marie is trying to sidle into the table with Shima. Okay. Uh, so we check in on the table uh, and Shima, basically Evelyn and, and Massimo Okone, she calls him Maxi. Olivia refers to him as Max. Uh, and anybody who comes and delivers something to him or, and, and there's been many people who've come and like whispered something into his ear everything's mr kone and the only person who seems to call him maxi is is evan and it's been a lot of like it's been a lot of nice nice conversation here and there talking about the music and the drinks and different changes they made to this and that evelyn's constantly trying to get max up to dance but he's like uh later later the scene this is it's not i don't really like this one i don't like the i don't like the beat of this one hey hey frankie i don't like the beat of this one try a different one and like oh yes sir mr kone we're very sorry that's a terrible beat and they start doing a different one so that's kind of what's been happening. Uh, Shima, how have you been handling the conversation? What have you been up to? Uh, so at, at, at this point, she's just kind of in like taking in the conversation. But up until this point, she has done that very uh, typical Shima thing of talking a mile a minute and yeah. and yeah. being very hunched and, and just kind of like, Oh, I'm so sorry. This was so embarrassing for you. I, I didn't want to be in anyone's way. I was hey, just trying to hey, get out of here. Hey, 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 Enough. What the heck? Uh, stop with you. Apologize. You keep going on. You're brain like a mule over here. Calm down. And okay? she looks over at the lost woman who said, like, the meanest <laughs> thing. And she kind of looks back to her and was like, 
I I've just never been to a party like. Did she did she do something to you? Is that no, what this is all no, about? No. She did something to you, didn't she? No, she didn't. Joey, she... Joey, come here. See that woman? Throw her off the side of the boat. Yes, sir, Mr. Cody. No. And you look as he goes and he comes up to the woman and just grabs her by the arm. Another one. They start trying. He's like, "What? What's happening? Oh, what's happening?" And you just hear her voice as it disappears down the hall, back up. <laughs> and and everyone like there's a pause where everyone's like what the fuck and then they're like oh Mr. Kone did that and everyone goes back to normal. misunderstood something. And 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 um, Evelyn's just like oh Maxie is such a sweetheart oh look at him look at he's isn't he? he's he looks like he's a big angry mean mobster but he's such a sweetheart look at him. Oh, goodness. Don't worry. Don't worry. He's not going to... They're not going to throw... They're going to put her on a boat, and she's going to go back. Everything's going to be fine, darling. Don't worry about it. Oh, okay. Um, and he looks uh, at you, my, my and name, he just takes a sip. My name is Shima. <laughs> and she sticks her hand out. My, my name is Shima. Obron. Oh, I'm sure you know who we are. And uh, she's like... I'm Evelyn. You can call me Evie. Evie's just totally fine. This over here is my dearest friend. And she like wraps an arm around Olivia's neck and just pulls her in. And you can see Olivia is kind of like, she's like slightly reluctant. This is Liv. Livy, come here. This is Shima. This is our new friend, Shima. Charmed to meet you. How are you? Enjoying your evening? Uh, yes. Yes, ma'am. Um, uh, Thank you for the invitation, and thank you for allowing me to be here on this beautiful night. Darling, you have a confidence problem. I think the three of us can all see it. Yeah, it's pretty fucking clear to me. Like, my goodness. And he's like, you're, like, you're bigger than half of my guys. What the fuck are you not confident about? I'm pretty sure there's like... Half the boat you could probably get in a freaking stranglehold and just break the necks. What are you so worried about? Old broad well, like that I'm... says something mean to you. You just cock her right in the freaking neck. Then she ain't gonna be saying nothing no more because she can't breathe anymore. Super easy. Badly an inconvenience. I, I, maybe that's the problem is that it's just, it's, and, and she kind of starts to say something and then quiets down. Oh, here we go again. Shima, seriously, if I, do you think a man such as me, you know what I do, right? It's no secrets here. I mean, you know what I do. Not, not, not really, sir. Don't be, don't be ignorant in front of me. Don't be naive too. Come on. You know who I am. You know the Akone family. What are you just... Is your first day in Los Angeles? Come on. It's insulting. Second. <laughs> I stand corrected. Second. My f Fair enough. My point is this. You can tell I'm a very successful individual. I'm not bragging. That's not what I'm doing here. I'm stating a fact. I got to where I am not by being some sort of wallflower. Not by apologizing, not by worrying about what this person or that person has to say about me, and not about feeling guilty about what God has gifted me, which is a beautiful face, a beautiful mind, and a whole hell of a lot of people who do whatever the fuck I tell them to. God, for some reason, has gifted you. Well, you're bigger than most of my men. Use it. Don't hide from it. Use it. Someone starts giving you glib shit. Stand up straighter. Don't slink down. 
you get bigger and you get close to them right up in there where they can smell whatever it is that you had for dinner that night. And I'll tell you this, you do that, no one's going to be calling you names anymore. You understand what I'm saying? Uh, so something clicks, which I, for probably the first time ever, <laughs> and she kind of looks at me like, um, thank you, Mr. Gore. She kind of straightens up. Call me Max. Let's get you a real drink. Get that out of there. Get that out of there. Hey, hey, come on. Bring the good stuff. Let's go. May Let's I, go. May I try what you're having? Yeah, you want one of these? Sure. Yeah, come on, come on, come on. Two more, two more. Come on, two more, two more. And like, you can see like the guy's like, oh, he was trying to give drinks to somebody else and he just drops them on the ground and runs back to the bar and gets a different one. And it's at that point where Marie, you start seeing Marie is like, Kind of hanging out, kind of around by the bar. Mr. 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 Max, uh, that that's a that's Mr. A Max. That's not even close to what I told you to call me. Max. There Max. you go. That sounds. That doesn't sound right. Miss, can I call you Mr. Okore just for a little while, please? Kid, I don't think you took my lesson to heart, but yes, Mr. Okone, please put us all out of our misery. Mr. Okone, can my friend join us? She's a wonderful singer, and... You look silver. Are you? You're friends with her? Yes. She's friends with me, I suppose. Come on, come on. We see you hiding in the shadows. Let's go. Come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. Have a seat. Uh, Miss, uh, yes. Miss Wynn, this is Mr. Coney, and this is Miss Clarendon, and this is Miss McAvoy. Charmed. Pleasure to meet you, madam. And then you hear, like, hello! <laughs> you can tell Eve is like the drunk, happy one. It's like, hi, darling. It's a pleasure to see you. Oh, my God, you look beautiful. Nice Who did your makeup this your evening? Acquaintance. Nice to meet all of you. And she's kind of like offers a hand to each of them. Uh, yeah, pleasure, pleasure, pleasure. Are you going to sing anything? Oh, I... Are you under I, the impression I, I, I don't know who you are? I... Shima, what well, is it with you and your friends insulting me? You come onto my boat. I let you onto my private oh. place here. And you think I don't know who you are? Sissy um, May? Sorry, and he starts Mr. rattling Gore. off, like, various, like, like family names from Chicago, different, different groups and stuff. Sure, you sure. think we don't have sure, connections? Sure. You think the yes. Kone family is some sort of a local mom and pop business? We're fucking going international is oh, what we're I, doing. Max, enough with the language. Oh, stop with the language. They've seen worse already. I would certainly not uh, deem to insult your intelligence. Uh, I also would not assume when you already have such uh, wonderful entertainment that you would... Uh, want anything else added to the evening but these if you have a request this isn't even my top crew this is like fourth or fifth it's a it's, it's a it's a weeknight just come back on the weekend you see some real good stuff i i see i see and, can and we really come back on the weekend well i'll tell you can you call me max can you stand up straight can you punch That's... the next person who looks at you strange right in the face can you do those things because that broad right over there is looking at you right now and she ain't happy. And you look over and there's a woman who's just like got this like weird face. Like she just smelled something bad as she's staring at you. And she's just like, 
can't believe he he brought that thing to the table with him. Why is she over there and not me? And she's drinking, a, drinking, a, drinking a drink. Ta- taking his advice, probably would. <laughs> uh, Chavel looks over, locks eyes with the woman, and quakes her neck very pointedly. <laughs> okay. Uh, roll in an intimidation. <laughs> While that's happening, Marie I wants to see if she can fit Yeah, I'm sorry, Marie, go ahead. Marie wants to try to sit next to Olivia. Sure, yeah, that's fine. Yeah, I no definitely want to spend luck for this. I got a 62 <laughs> over my 40, uh, and I'm neck. happy to... It's so loud it drowns out the music for a moment. Like like half the people in the room kind of turn like, what the fuck was that? And then suddenly she's like, huh? and then she just she just starts uh, like like running away at that point. Uh, look you over see? at him and say, I don't think I need to fund it. Yeah, but it's more fun sometimes. And uh, she laughs. <laughs> All right, there you go. Yeah, you can come back. You can come back and bring your friend too. You're singing for us though. You're singing for us tonight. I don't care what you got to say. Unless you want to drown, unless you want to swim back to shore, you're freaking singing for a sissy May comes onto my ship, doesn't sing a song. That's an insult. That's an insult to my old family, my old generations before me. You really want that? You really want to insult us? You really want me to call back to Chicago and let them know what you did to the Okone family? I'm just kidding. Of course not. You've got to just. I'm just kidding with you. Just uh, don't worry about him. He's just. (laughs) You're just so. uh, He's just. He's. He's just teasing. He's just teasing. You're not sure he's teasing. Yeah, but yeah, you sit down next to Olivia, and you can see Olivia is looking out uh, across the room. She's paying attention to everything. You get the sense that she's very observant. Like you're just kind of looking around. You can kind of see that she's just really observing and taking everything in. And when you sit down next to her, she's like, "Hello, madam. Uh, pleasure to meet you, um, Olivia Clarendon." Ah, uh, yes. Very it seems nice. You to are. Someone of renown. I apologize for not knowing you. Uh, oh, oh no, sure. not, not not at all. Uh, my uh, my typical singing haunts are, are more towards Chicago, so I have oh. not spent a lot of time. Chicago, I hear there's um, many more of his kind uh, over there in that windy city. Haven't been there myself. Is that true? Oh, oh yes, I. Uh, got my start as it were in the the black and tans of chicago uh of course all of those times are a bit past us now but do you mind those were the days she reaches in and she pulls out a pad and like a little note if i ask you a few questions about that oh absolutely are you are you researching a part i am indeed you are very perceptive a murder staged it's um Murder mystery. I play a heroine. Uh, my husband is killed, and the uh, the primary suspects are mafiosos, and uh, we're trying to get a certain level of authenticity to it. Um, there's a new um, um, kind of immersive acting. We're trying to live the part a bit, and then when we come back to the set, we're able to use our personal experiences to inform the emotions that we're able to uh, convey on the screen. 
And the more I can understand the mindset of somebody that is both in this world, but also somewhat separate from it, like yourself, the better I might be able to embody a, a character. Oh, very, oh, thank you, thank you, I appreciate it. Thank you so very much. As someone just comes by, like, love your movie in this, oh, it's very, very kind. Yes, and so it's just would be wonderful if I could just ask you a few questions. Oh, yes, absolutely. And, she and if we can. rattling them off. She starts rattling them off. She doesn't, you say, when she said yes, she just starts rattling them off one after the other, after the other, after the other, after the other. And like 10 minutes go by and she is like filled up this, this no notepad. You have been most, um, most helpful. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Oh, oh y- yes. And, and she, Marie's goal was to try to see if she could kind of get Olivia to sort of separate a little bit. Okay. Um, from Akone. So I imagine he's being a little bit blustery and she's sort of like intention. <laughs> How dare you? I own the whole freaking boat. I ain't bluster. This, this ain't bluster. Bluster implies there's something I'm, I'm, I'm hiding and something that's not true. Uh, everything I'm saying, I can do. Okay. Anyhow, Evie, let's go dance. Shima, you coming with us? Uh, yeah. Come on, Have come fun. on, come on. Have fun. And she's sort of like, she kind of motions with her head that she's sort of trying to chat with Olivia. She's like, go have fun. Shamo Sh- will will go. <laughs> and, and, and so you see, he just does like, dress the entire <laughs> he's doing like the white man underbite. He's like, or overbite, <laughs> just kind of dancing here and there. He's not the best dancer, but everyone, everyone's like, oh my God, Mr. Kone is just such, such a great dancer, such a great dancer. Oh my God. Uh, as you're dancing. Okay, uh, so yeah, you've you've kind of got the table to yourself uh, with uh, with Liv. So over the course of kind of having that conversation, she's gonna you know bring up the fact that she knows that um, she's got a premiere coming up. Sure. Um, you know the next evening, and just sort of like, oh, I, you must be looking forward to the you know premiere. To be honest, darling, I don't even really remember the movie all that much. It was so long ago. They keep me so busy. So busy these days. Sometimes I... Sometimes I long for the days when I was just beginning and and I didn't have to have every moment of my time taken up by this press tour or that interview or this rehearsal or that dress fitting. Uh, fame is a very... It's a fickle mistress. Um, anyhow. I'm sure you can always do a bit of that. He, well, and and it's it is actually quite nice that I can come here and have a conversation with folks that might not know who I am at all. And that. Well, that was the intention of me coming here, and the whole point is that there is a certain reliance on anonymity on these ships. But some, yes, thank you very much. Thank you, thank you so much. As someone again passes by, but some people just cannot seem to resist thanking me for my movies and don't get me wrong i'm quite pleased but there are times when i just want a moment of peace well i can certainly imagine that the level of fame that you have now Mm. is you know certainly much more than it was back and she'll name a few different movies but she'll drop sure black cat in i believe was so they dropped that in the list of movies and so you can see that she she just sort of nods. Oh, yes, I remember that one, that one, this and that and this. And then you mentioned the black cat and she just kind of looks away. 
Um, it's around this point when you see Patrick and Beverly kind of wander. You kind of see them now. Beverly, you come into the room. Um, got a giant brick of Coke. Uh, <laughs> and you got Not a Patrick. big brick. <laughs> it's huge. <laughs> <laughs> You've got two guys carrying it for you like it's luggage. Um, as, uh, as you see them in the room, and I'll say Patrick and Beverly, you see Shima is dancing with Massimo Akone uh, on the dance floor. There is like, a, like they're an island. And there's also Evelyn McAvoy, who is just like the most ditzy, wonderful thing. Uh, and then there is Marie talking uh, by herself with Miss Olivia Clarendon. Um, I think what would what would Patrick do? What's Patrick doing? I immediately jump yeah. on the dance floor. Okay. By yourself, just your own little, <laughs> your own little energy. It. Okay. All right. Maybe. Uh, okay. I love it. Beverly's getting her dance with that guy with the security guard. Okay. Like he comes over nearby. Um, I, uh, I got, uh, I guess I wanted to take the post for me early. Do you, um. Would you like oh, to I'd dance? Oh, I'd love to. And so we're dancing kind of near uh, Shima, but we're blocking um, Marie and uh, where she is. So we're kind of in the way to give okay. them a little bit more privacy. You're moving around, moving around. And as you turn, you can see there's Ed standing there, two drinks in his hand. He's like, hello, darling. <laughs> and she just waves sale. back. Oh, she like blows him a kiss. Beautiful princess on the on the floor. Oh, <laughs> lovely, lovely indeed. Let that hair down, girl. Uh, and he just kind of shouts out. Um, <laughs> yeah, pa Patrick, give me a uh, give me like yeah, what's dance? Uh, give me like a dex test or something. Can do one of those at a sixty dex. <laughs> you are I'm on rolling. fire. Roll a ten. On fire. That's a ten. <laughs> Holy crap! You're dancing. And Marie at the table, you hear, well, oh my, who is that? Uh, I wonder who that is. Look at the confidence. All by himself, just like that. And you look over, and there is Patrick Price just dancing by himself in the corner. And she's just like, well, it's just that sort of individualism that I just respect the confidence of it all. I quite like your friend Shima, but she has a confidence problem. But this one here... Mm. Well, mm. not a bad-looking man either. Mm. And she's I just sort of like staring him up and down <laughs> a little bit. Um, and she'll. I'm debating in my head because <laughs> I want to try like. to push her a little bit. Okay, go but, for it. Um. Yeah, I was like, I don't want her to go dance. I want to keep talking to her. Um, so she's going to try to pivot a little bit mm -hmm. off of um, sort of the method acting kind of a thing. Okay. Um, and just say, you know, it's it's, it's also a, a bit similar when um, writing a song. Sometimes you just can be helpful to learn a bit from the experiences of others. And, you know, sometimes your, your own life's journey only gives you so much inspiration. And sometimes uh, hearing other people's stories can be quite the assist when trying to. Well, I certainly understand that, darling. That sounds quite, quite wise. Um, I agree. But 
my life has been lived out in the open. I, I doubt there is anything of interest, but you probably don't already know the tabloids, the newspapers, reporters, the screen itself. Well, there's been an interesting um, bit of scuttlebutt, as it were, about some parties, but not this type of party. Oh, about a decade and a half ago that seemed to just have a bit of a different tone to them. She's holding her drink and she's staring at Patrick. Oh, really? How very interesting. What kind of parties are we talking about? Oh, well, I mean, this being all tame, as it were, uh, those seeming to be a, a bit more on the risque side and a bit more uh, out of the center. You're one of those, are you? Trying to dig up dirt, trying to ruin my good name. Madam, oh, no. I cannot no. believe you would do this to another woman. You know how difficult the entertainment business is. Oh, oh this by no means is, is muckraking in any possible way. There's just... Um, you hear scuttlebutt, you hear rumors, Olivia Clarendon, sex parties. No, no, I think that's exactly what you heard. I think that's exactly what you mean. But my interest in these things is, is actually a, a bit more of the um, after effects of such things. Uh, there Madam, some... I have very little patience. If you have something to ask me, ask me it. I see what you and your friend did. You orchestrate things to get you and I separate together so you can ask me your question. Well, go right ahead. You think I haven't heard uh, it before? Think I haven't heard the rumors before? I'll have my my agents, my people, my managers will make sure that whoever you are, you will not work in this town again. Do you understand me? Oh, that that is not 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 at all a a, a problem. Um, and so she'll kind of go pretty specific into, um, and I'm struggling formulating exactly what the question would be, but basically just like trying to see what she will share about kind of exactly what happened um, to uh, Richard Spend and kind of the party with the... Richard Spend was a filthy animal. The papers tried to put us together, tried to make us into an item. My own producers and directors on the Black Cat wanted us to lean into it. It would help with publicity. But I will tell you this. He was a disgusting tramp of a man. I'm sorry he's dead, I suppose. But no, I had nothing to do with him. He was not romantically involved in the parties that he took me to. Oh, yes, he tried to. They were disgusting as well. Filth, debauchery. I would have nothing to do with it. Is that is that satisfactory? Oh, yeah, yes, ab absolutely. Is there an, anyone that might have had a bit more information about what had happened? I'm so thankful to hear that that was not something that you were uh, put through. But and she'll kind of name drop kind of some of the the um, because there was someone else that had died at the party as well. I don't know what you're talking about. What do you mean there's somebody else who died at the party? Oh, 
goodness, my my brain is failing me at the moment. Um, Does anybody want to join in on the scene and help both Melissa and Marie out on this? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I can break in. her out of it by making eye contact and bodying her to the dance floor. <laughs> uh, when you say her, do you mean Marie or do you mean uh, or do you Olivia. mean Olivia? Okay, she gets up. Well, I've had just about enough of you. Coming, and she gets out. Well, look at you, all dressed up today. Scared to join me. Of course, you uh, you have quite an interesting style about you. I haven't seen you here before. Uh, I'm a stranger to these parts, but not to these events. A stranger. Tall, dark, and handsome. Yes. Olivia Clarendon, pleasure to meet you. Uh, Pleasure. You can call me Patrick. Patrick. I quite like that name. Patrick. Yes, very... Very old, old country, yes. (laughs) Now, let us, uh, I want to warn you, Patrick, you're probably going to get more eyeballs on you the next few minutes than you probably ever had in your life. And then she starts dancing around, and you look around, and you can see that there are dozens of people around her just kind of watching, and they're like, oh, I don't normally dance with folks at these things. Normally, I just sit in a corner and watch, but I must say, you have a way about you, a magnetism. Hmm. Are you an actor, performer? You've no, I'm just the barber. To be on the screen, <laughs> a barber. <laughs> How very quaint. Of course not. <gasps> no, tell me. Are you um? Are you from New York? Is that where it is? You have that northeastern accent. It's quite, quite alluring. And she like spins. Oh, very You can see she she takes control of the dance too, and she just starts leading and spinning you around, almost ragdolling you and speaking into your ear. I'll tell a little bit myself. I can't say I know much about you. <laughs> oh yes, uh, I'm sure that's not true. <laughs> and she doesn't even deign to take that seriously as she continues to spin around and dance and dance. All right, and then Beverly, you're still dancing. You got the big guy with you. You got you see cheering on uh, behind you is delightful and wonderful looking uh, Ed. Uh, Shima, you're in your little three-way dance with like with Mr. Mr. White Man's overbite and and Evelyn, who is just like like sorority girl, drunk as can be, and just extremely <laughs> happy. She Amazing. kicks her shoes off and she's barefoot on this sort of at this point kind of nasty, dirty dance floor. And then as we kind of cut from there, we see Pastor Wood. We see him approaching what looks like this this pub. Uh, you can see that there is all manner of these these sort of folks outside and inside. It has a has a decidedly different air about it, where there is elegant elegance and luxury uh, at hand. Uh, in one location, we see here the complete opposite. We hear filth. We see filth. And we will pick up next time and we'll end it there. We'll give them time to get their questions in order and what they actually want to get I out of this. I got a review. Yeah. Oh, I've got okay. some of what I wanted. So fantastic. Okay. All right. And so uh, and so we'll pick up there. I'll give them time to, to think back, go through your notes, uh, put your questions together and see what more you want to glean from Olivia Clarendon, Evelyn McAvoy, uh, Masamoa Okone, who's now Shima's best friend and mentor. Okay, <laughs> oh just punch God, him in the throat. That's all you gotta so do. You just, some people say take him out of the knee, punch him in the throat because then they can't breathe anymore. <laughs> can't say nothing, can't do nothing. There you go. So Simple, great. easy. That's how I live my life. Okay. Uh, and so that's it. Yeah, we'll, we'll we'll stop it there. We'll come back and uh, and, we'll, and we'll continue. All right. Everyone doing all right? All righty.
Yeah. Guess have fun at that party. Great session. Such yes, a great yes. session. Fantastic. Oh my god. Are you so jealous great. of not being at the boat now, Pastor? Like when you said, no, I, I'm excited like, for this Steven, pub. I'm excited for the pub. Come. You should come. Okay. I, I like digging up trouble. Jeff could have flirted with you too. Here, <laughs> everyone. Jeff flirts with me all the time. I don't need Call of Cthulhu to do that. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't sure which way I was going to go with Olivia or, and Evelyn. I knew one of them was going to take a liking to Patrick. And I thought if I if it was Evelyn, then Massimo would probably kill him. Yeah. Uh, and so I was like, I was like, so I wanted to see what the role was. And it all worked out pretty well. Uh, so that was a lot of fun. OK, cool, cool, cool. That and was awesome. Just got cocaine for days. For days. <laughs> You're going to write so many anthropological baggy. papers. It's ridiculous. Hell Yes. All right, let's do some uh, closing plugs and then we'll get on out of here. Uh, I know we had a raid earlier, Melissa. Uh, I want to say thank you. I know we were in the middle of a scene, so I didn't quite have the name. Uh, but let me get that up again and make sure that we give them a proper due. Uh, oh, my goodness. Uh, I am completely blanking and Melissa's not helping. Uh, yeah, sorry. <laughs> sorry, we were in the middle of a scene. And Star so Crawl RPG, thank you so much. I yes. Thank you so much for the raid. Really do appreciate it. If you haven't checked them out, please check them out. Uh, okay, as for us, uh, next game, Monday, we got a fun little special one-shot. Our buddy Chuck over at the Fenders of Cobalt and Cannon Otter Studios, he's running a one-shot of his game that is currently up on Kickstarter called Teenage Odyssey. It's built off of the Into the Odd system, Mark of the Odd. We love that system here. We play it all the time, Electric Bashland and others. So uh, come take a look. Watch this. See if you like it. Give it back, maybe. Uh, lots of fun. Uh, Tuesday, same deal. We got another buddy, our buddy Pete from Garplag Games. He's got a game up on Kickstarter called Heroic Deeds. And uh, Steven's mocking me because I'm moving my shoulders around. But that's fine. Whatever. I'm excited. Uh, but come hang out as we're doing another preview of that. It's our, it's our third session of that. We're probably going to get Melissa killed. Or she's going to get herself killed. So come hang out. See if that game's for you. And maybe you can back that. Thursday next week. Oh, my God. So many crazy things happening. Thursday finale of our Werewolf the Apocalypse Chronicle. Uh, episode 20. It actually just worked out perfectly. Uh, I'm going to kill all of them when a giant spiritual thunderbird just thunderclops and kills everybody. But that's what's going to happen. And then Friday, we've got uh, we've got Wrath and Glory. Warhammer 40K. Uh, as we are uh, starting up a new chapter in our litanies of the Lost Campaign. Uh, if you haven't already checked out our YouTube page, Adventures in Lollygagging, make sure you go ahead and give that a sub. You can see all of our current games, our old games, etc. And then, Stephen, I feel like there might be something else I should be mentioning, but my there might be something else so that much. you should be mentioning. What's that? Are we just dancing together over just Zoom? Dancing. Is that what's happening? <laughs> <laughs> it's because you didn't get flirt time, so That's you gotta dance. Uh, so if you want to hear more of my bad southern drawl i am working on a weird west tabletop rpg called huckleberry uh and if you would like to play it it is currently an open play testing i'm running a couple games a week uh i actually got to play a game this morning with a couple of the lovely people here on this screen it was a lot of fun uh and you can jump in our discord uh join the play testing channels and get a chance to play and uh tell me what you think uh you can tell me you love it you hate it i'd be happy to play with you nonetheless absolutely wonderful and i think everyone but long has now tested it so clearly long's a jackass right i think that's what it is, is that my schedule is just impossible <laughs> it's just so slammed it's so slammed 
<laughs> Between right. all the Maple Story and the so League of Legends. Maple story. So much Maple Story. <laughs> ridiculous. Uh, okay. Uh, we're going to raid uh, Dork Tales. We're playing, looks like some D&D, I guess. Uh, so go ahead and follow that raid. Have a great rest of your night. Great rest of your weekend. We'll catch you on Monday. Bye-bye, everybody. I'll be seeing you.